Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of January 1st through 14th. I'm your host, Filtercord, and with me today is a special guest, Drake Cummings. Hey guys, how's it going? This is my second time on the podcast, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, 2017 in review, um, some of the stuff we're looking forward to in 2018, um, and we're also going to have you know the normal uh, you know the new the news new releases for the weeks. Um, since we didn't have a podcast last week, uh, basically there was like no news and nothing came out. Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to cover I guess the first week of 2018 and the second week this time. But uh, yeah, man, what have you been, uh, you know, before we, we dig into it too much, what what kind of stuff you've been playing lately? Um, so basically the only thing that I've been playing is uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, so mm-hmm. I got nice. a couple things for Christmas uh, that my parents just, you know, sent me or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. one of them I got was Nier Automata, and I was super excited to play nice. that. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed the first Nier, and I... Um, uh, really wanted to play the second one. It was made by Platinum. I love their combat. I just like I've been starved mm-hmm. of character action games, and so I really wanted something that you know played like a yeah. Devil May Cry. And mm-hmm. so I started that up. I got about two hours in, and I was just like I, 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 I stopped, and I kind of had like a moment of clarity. I was like, I need to finish Assassins first because I'm not going to jump <laughs> into another like giant forty plus hour RPG. Um, and then like just I, right. I can't do two at once like, I, I want to finish Assassin's first before I forget what was going on in that game um, yeah. so basically only Assassin's Creed um, I'm 40 hours in man I don't see an end in sight that game is wow. that, ga- that game is almost impossibly big I love it I love how huge it is but like y- you played it right um, Origins yeah, yeah a little bit so like that first I'm like maybe five or six in Oh wow! Okay, yeah, but like yeah, not very much. So you know, then like that moment when you uh, when you're running around and you're like, all right, this is cool, and then you pop open the map, and then it's like, oh no, this is this is big. Like the, there's you, a lot. You can't yeah. zoom out all the way. Like, no, <laughs> you can't. Like it's impossible to see the whole map at once. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh. It's possible to zoom out all the way, and it's just like it's it, it's it's the most overwhelmingly large map I've ever seen. Um, that mm-hmm. being said, though, um, I still like it a lot. I still um, I still like the uh, the game. It's it's actually wonderful. Uh, when we're both a little farther, I'd love just to have an Assassin's Creed podcast where we talk about. Oh yeah, I could definitely do that. Uh, AC Origins. There's a lot to dig into. Um, there are things I liked about the series a lot that it dropped, what I'm sad it got rid of, or at least hasn't come mm-hmm. up yet. Uh, but there's other things that did. It's just like, this was such a good change for that franchise that's been going, you know, for over a decade. Yeah. has like 15 entries in it. Like, it was it was a good move. Yeah, um, Yeah, and I think actually uh, you mentioning um, a couple of these games, uh, when we get to the year in review, I think we should mention... Um, some of the best stuff from last year that we still haven't played or we still need to play. Right, yeah, that, <laughs> so, um, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, I started a small list for myself here, but uh, yeah, we'll catch up to that later. Okay. Um, yeah, recently I played, uh, and if anybody who has a like Steam account or like a PC, it doesn't have to be a gaming PC or anything, I definitely recommend uh, check out Doki Doki Literature Club. Have you heard about that? I have. So I actually, like, I don't really oh, play Steam games too much, but like, I'm, I do want to yeah. check this out. Um 
I don't want to. It's really good. Yeah, I, I don't want to know too much about it because I think the whole yeah. like thing is not knowing what it's about. But uh, yeah, I've heard great mm-hmm. things, and I um, that um, yeah, it was one of them. I was like, because it's like a it's like an adventure mm-hmm. game, right? Like it's point and click. I can. It doesn't require any like well, it's a, complicated PC controls, right? I mean, realistically, it's it's a point and click or like spacebar, and you can okay like other than uh, every whenever you have to make a choice, you have to like point and click on one of them. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's one of the most, like, meta games I've ever played. Uh, okay. it's, it's, it's a, um, it's kind of a take on, uh, like, visual novel, like, dating sims. Okay. Cool. Um, it's very extremely good. And, uh, it's, it's got some, I mean, it's, it's really basic controls until you get to a certain point. You might have to message me on that. And I'll help you out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it to anybody and like, don't look anything up, go in completely blind the first time you play it through. It's a couple hours, okay. you know, it's a normal, like, um, adventure game length. Uh, uh can my Mac run it? I'm, I'm assuming it can, but can his 2012 Mac run it? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, it's been out for s- since October, okay. I think on steam. So usually there's a Mac build up to that point. Okay. But if I, not, you can, I, I can use actually the, the same PC I had my, uh, in our master's program, but like, that's like good yep. enough to run it. Like it doesn't require any like super intense oh, no, no, PC no. stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so. It's some, it's some, uh, typical like anime looking bullshit. So it doesn't, it doesn't take <laughs> cool. All right. A graphic, like a built-in graphics card from 2005 can probably run it. <laughs> okay. So it <laughs> awesome. should be good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, other than that, I was, uh, I've been playing through Wolfenstein 2. I'm really trying to beat that because uh, I've been listening to the Waypoint podcast, which is the Vice Gaming. Okay. Um, and uh, they have a spoiler cast for Wolfenstein 2 that's three hours long. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm, like, super into it. So I, I, like, I listen to, like, 20-minute segments from what I beat in the game. <laughs> so I'll play, like, two or three hours of game, and then I'll listen to, like, 20 minutes, and then I'll play more, listen to 20 <laughs> minutes until they start to mention something I haven't seen. That's funny. Um so that's been really good. And then I did finally try out Observer uh, over the holiday break, I guess. What's Observer? Um, which is the, it's like, that's the cyberpunk um, kind of dystopian future game from the guys that made Layers of Fear. Okay. Uh, it's like a horror game. So So okay. um, that's really cool. It's 20 bucks or 30 bucks on uh, digital, digital only. So all the consoles, I think. Not Switch. Right. R.I.P. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So let's uh, let's dig in first. Um, you know, beginning of the year. Since we didn't do it last week, uh, we're gonna go over the uh, PlayStation Plus and uh, Xbox Live Gold uh, free games. Okay, awesome. Um, PlayStation Plus, they totally are like wrecking it. On just to start, like uh, me and Night Swarm were talking about how um, on a at least a one or two podcasts ago, we were talking about how. Uh, how the two services compared and like the games they gave out. And typically Xbox was like a couple months behind PlayStation releasing free games. So PlayStation would get them while they were slightly newer, basically. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're going to continue that. <laughs> uh, so for January on PlayStation plus, uh, Deus X mankind divided the full game. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I know that game did really bad in sales, but like, that's really bold to just be like, Oh, here it is. Yeah. Here's a uh, 60 plus hour RPG. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did that did that come out in the beginning of 2017 or was it the end of 2016? End of 2016. Okay, so it was like a holiday game last year. Or yeah, I actually I thought it was a summer game. I thought it was like August okay. of like yeah, late. August. Yeah, maybe early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, leading into the holiday. Yeah. 
but I mean, definitely like I wasn't gonna go buy it. I didn't really like um, what was it? What was the first one? Uh, Human Revolution. Uh, Human Revolution. Yeah, I didn't really like that so much. Okay. So I was just gonna kind of stay away from this one, anyways. And then when it came out, the people that liked the first one didn't seem to like it as much. So I was like, yeah, that ain't me. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, for free. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'll play anything for free. Um, and then we have the uh, the entire series of uh, the Telltale Batman game, <laughs> yep. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I've heard that was really good. It wasn't something I was going to grab again just because it's like I've got a lot of Telltale games to get through. I still haven't beat the uh, most recent season of Walking Dead. Okay. Um, and I still didn't beat uh, the Game of Thrones Telltale game, even though I have that fully unlocked. Oh, so, dude, it's so good. I really, I, yeah, a lot of people don't like, like that one. I don't know why. I liked it a lot. I like the beginning of it. Um, I haven't gotten far enough in. I think I beat like episode three, so it's like really weird spot to stop. Oh, <laughs> but I was playing them as they were coming out, which is a mistake. Um, it does um, it does some things that like get me very excited for season two if that ever comes out or gets greenlit. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't see why not. I mean, Game of Thrones. It's kind of shocking how much they didn't cash in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as games go. Yeah. But um, yeah. So also uh, for PS3, you have Sacred Three and the Book of Unwritten Tales Two. Both are pretty good RPGs. Okay. Um, very different styles. Um, on the Vita, uh, Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, it was reported that that was going to be a cross-buy with PS4, but the PS4 version is different, so that is available on PS4 if you want to get it, but it's not included in the uh, PlayStation Plus Oh, interesting. Month. Is it like yeah, a completely different game? It's got like, it's very much expanded, apparently. Whoa. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I heard that I mean, it's that's unusual for it to be available on Vita and not on PS4, so there right. must be something special about it, you know? Interesting. I wonder if it's, and like, then, um, a completely different game or if it's just, like, an extended version. If I want to play it, yeah. like, do you... Th- I, I gotta do some research into that now. Oh, no, Psychopaths sure Mandatory Happiness is free for PS4. Is it? Yeah, It's yeah, really yeah. weird that on, on the PlayStation blog it says it's not. That's weird. I mean, I, I just pulled up the PlayStation Store real quick, um, and, yeah, it's, okay. it's absolutely there. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, shit, I'm downloading that. Weird, because it was added. Yeah, it wasn't there originally, because, like, day one, uh, January 2nd, when it was store updated, I hopped on, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I just add all the cart and check out, like I always right. do that. Um, and yeah, yeah. We always recommend that, too. And I didn't purchase the PS4 version, so they must have just added this. I wonder if there's, like, okay. backlash. Maybe people complain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And then also um, Uncanny Valley, which is a Vita game that's a cross-buy. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, if you're a uh, Warframe player, yeah, um, there's a booster pack that's uh, that's free um, up until February 13th. So uh, that starts on January 16th. So you okay. got about a month in between there. Okay. And then um, also another VR game. Uh, let me dig into this article before I say something stupid. Okay. okay yeah, January 2nd through March 6th, a uh, Starblood Arena. For PSVR, yep. so they've been doing a good job of handing out VR games. I'm really close to buying a VR headset just to play. Like I have like four free games for it now. <laughs> yeah, dude, do yeah. that. Dude, buy a VR headset. I love my right, PlayStation VR headset. Like I don't, I can't imagine yeah. playing. And we'll get into this. Uh, I can't imagine playing Resident Evil Seven any other way. So like, it's Whew. it's that's too spooky for me. No, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, it's really cool because they have um they they had a couple other. VR games out, but like they keep it for a couple months, so mm. I feel like that's that's good because like there's still a relatively few amount of VR games compared, so they probably can't like do right. one a month; they'd run out. Um, 
Right. But um, or at least run out of ones that are willing to do that promotion. Um, and mm-hmm. so like keeping one because I think it's always been like one of their first party ones. Uh, keeping that up yeah. for a couple months, like promoting that, yeah, it's, smart. it's such a good idea. Uh, there's also just because I had it up because I was checking on the psychopath thing because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the PlayStation Store. Um, there's also for the PS3 the the Book of Unwritten Tales 2, which I know nothing right. about. I have I have no idea what this is. Yeah, it's is. like a sort of like a Diablo-ish RPG if I remember. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's Sacred Three? Is that kind of a Diablo's Diablo-like? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's two yep. two Diablo clones this year, for our, this uh, this yep. month. Okay. <laughs> Um, I love that they. <laughs> well, just wait till we get to the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they still. There's another do... one. What now? There's another one uh, on the Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, I love that they still do uh, PS3 games. Um, yeah. I wonder at what point. Yeah, that's really cool. I I'm afraid for the day that's going to end. I'll tell you what. I'm afraid for the day that the PS3 like store like goes offline because then there's like there's games you can Ooh, never buy. A lot of stuff gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's just stuff you'll never be able to buy again. I'm afraid of that Armageddon day. Part of me thinks it's never uh, going to happen because it's got to be pretty cheap to keep store servers running. Well, especially since it all runs on the same architecture yeah. that the PS4 store runs on. So, like, I don't know. It's Like you're saying, it's probably, like, considerably cheaper than yeah. anything else. Because, like, if I know. just go on the PlayStation store, just, like, the website, like, I can look up any game that was, you know, available on PSP, PS3, Vita, you know, PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same store. It's just... The PS4 one just knows that it doesn't show you anything you can't access. So, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like even if the PS3 servers get shut down, I'd probably still be able to go into the store, download it, put on a flash drive, and plug it into my PS3. Yeah. So, actually, cool. it's a good idea to like stock up on a lot of stuff that can play offline because, yeah. like you said, that is going to go away at some point. I mean, yeah. um, they're still printing PS2 discs, aren't they? Um, I I don't I don't know. Um, I I'd be surprised at this point. I think like the last PS2 game that was made was like a FIFA game for like 2015. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've said like the last <laughs> PS2 game like a hundred times just on this podcast. You know? Oh really? Like wow. Yeah, it's like it's really shocking. Yeah, um, it's crazy, man. I'm kind of surprised when something comes out on new on uh, PS3 or 360 anymore. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest releases of the year also came out on PS3 Persona 5. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. You have to be, like, full, like... I don't know, like, it's it's the same kind of thing with when Twilight Princess came out. Like, why would you play it on the old software? Right, yeah. I guess if, like, you if know. you really, at this point, still only own a PS3, like, you're just not upgrading, so... Um, yeah. it's, weird. it's like a hundred, it's like 200 bucks now to upgrade. Yeah. Consoles are so cheap, man. Um, and yeah. it, uh, it was a weird thing because it was announced for PS3. That's how long ago Persona 5 was announced. It was announced before the PS4 well, yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wonder. So they kind of had to leave it on the PS3. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if part of that was just like, it, like it would have felt like scummy to like not release on the thing you really originally yeah. announced it for. I mean, plenty of things have done that, you know, versus 15 was uh, Final Fantasy 15 was originally verse 13 originally for the PS3 and they just scrapped the last gen yep. version. Same thing for Last Guardian. Last Guardian? Yeah, scrapped the last yep. gen version, but I wonder if like they're like, well, we can still put it on PS3 so we should. I wonder if Yeah, the, it's not super resource intensive or anything, right, so. Right. Yeah. So, um <coughs> All right. Anyway, sorry um, I derailed this a little bit, but Yeah, yeah. The uh the games with gold, um another Diablo clone, uh Adventures of Van Helsing 3. Okay. Um, it's actually like uh, relatively new. Um, 
I think I think this is like release. So they just gave it away for free as it came out, as, as far as I can tell. Whoa, that's um, cool. So that's the that's the full month. Um, Zombie, which is the port of Zombie U. Oh god, um, okay. Yeah, that's available from January sixteenth to February fifteenth on Xbox One. Um, Tomb Raider Underworld is from the first to the fifteenth on the three sixty, and then uh, of course all the three sixty games also uh, are backward compatible. They right. play on the Xbox One. Um, Army of Two is going to be the 16th to the 31st uh, 360 game. The original Army of Two. So I believe that means that all of the Army of Two games are on Xbox One now. Um, playable. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the same way that you said, um, you know, we always recommend jump on the PlayStation Store app or just go online and jump on the store, download all those games for free, download all the uh, Xbox Store, you know, same thing. Um, you never know when you might want to go back and play them yeah. or just to have them to reference to be like, hey, remember when Tomb Raider made these weird bullshit games that nobody wanted to play? <laughs> and go crank through the Underworld real quick. Yeah, I, I'm actually... So. I, 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 I've been wanting to play through that like anthology because like, I, I have I have a, the PS3 HD collection of like the two mm-hmm. PS2 ones and like an up Underworld. Because Underworld was the PS3 mm-hmm. one, right? PS3 and Xbox 360 one? I think it was the only one, to, the only full game to come out on PS3. And then there was a few little, like, the Curse of Osiris and stuff right. like that. Right, 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 And so I have the collection that's, like, the two PS2 ones and then that one. And then I have, you know, the two new ones that came out. And so I just kind of wanted to play right. through that whole series. Like, if I ever get, like, you know, because they're, they're actually adventure games. I can knock them out pretty quick. Just, like, if I had, like, two months to, like, just run through a whole franchise, like, that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't think any game is is not worth picking up for free. Uh, yeah, for real. I mean, like, even if you are never gonna play it, like, you have it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's something that you can always check out. You can appreciate the work that went into it, mm-hmm. and you can like appreciate its artistic merit. I guess. I mean, um, we were talking about like some. Uh, I have a ton of like movies. I'm super into collecting mm-hmm. like physical uh, DVD, Blu-ray. I'm gonna start getting some 4K stuff now that I have the ability to play it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so like, I like to just have it. Yeah. There's like several movies I've seen that I hated. And I'm never gonna watch again, <laughs> and I just want to have it. Like, I can go back and look at the director commentary. I can look at interviews mm-hmm. and stuff, and just like you know, somebody spent a lot of time and money on it. I think it's cool to to just like have that on my bookcase with dust on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love collecting things too. You know me. Uh, actually, it's yeah. It's funny because I prefer getting like indie games no one's ever heard of off ps plus instead of like the big budget games because like i already own yeah. deus ex mankind divided and i'm i don't own telltale batman uh yet but i'm going to because i need the physical copy at some point so like mm-hmm. it doesn't really sit this this month doesn't really save me any money in that regard but um i still downloaded yeah. i still added both of them to my library because like now i don't have to get up to play mankind divided like i, I don't have to put the disc in you know what i mean it's like Digital but is you, yeah, so you much still more have convenient, it. Uh, so it's just nice yeah. to have it on my. I've really console. been resisting like the conversion to digital movies. Oh yeah, that's like anathema to me. But I, I like I can feel it coming. Like there's a lot of stuff where even like with Blade Runner, mm-hmm. um, they released the digital movie like two weeks before the physical copy comes out. Ooh yeah, it's so like oh man, like a lot of stuff is doing that yeah. because they're trying to see probably they want to split up their market better and see how. How many people are leaning digital? Yeah, it's like dude, that that is gonna kill me one day. Yeah, um, I, I 
prefer physical all day long. I, I like owning that box, yeah. put it on my shelf. Um, I wonder if it's going to yep. transition to a thing where it's like most people buy a digital and then the physical ones are for like the collectors. So they like make the boxes like more interesting and they make the special editions like, you know, maybe a I mean, part of it. That's what stuff. happened to, yeah, that's what happened to PC games. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. if you get a physical edition PC game, you get like custom, uh, like with Blizzard, every Blizzard game comes with a, like a custom notepad. Well, um, they come like with like a bunch of uh, like guest keys to get your friends to join. You get a bonus for all the other games they've released. There's usually like a little in-game manual, which doesn't even really exist in boxed games anymore for the most part. Right. Uh, yeah. You know the StarCraft games like come in that nice uh, like cardboard box. It's not just like a little diskette like piece of shit. It's, right. Like, really yeah. like <laughs> it's got some weight to it, and it has the system requirements listed on the box, like. Yeah, you know, I like that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Um, um, I love that. Yeah. I think that probably will happen. The physical will just become, like, collectors. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so, yeah, to carry on, um, last week, nothing. Uh, there was no new game releases, really. Uh, I'm sure there's, like, digital releases that we uh, just have missed, and it wasn't, you know, like a big announcement or anything. We check a couple websites to see what's coming out, but, you know, right. we can't hit everything. Right. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, go to facebook.com slash Mammoth Games Inc. or Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know what we missed. Uh, we'll bring them up in the future. We've had to do that a couple times in the past. Okay. Um, but yeah, this next coming week, uh, January 11th, actually, uh, we're gonna have two games ported to the Switch. Uh, The Escapist 2, which is basically like a, uh, Prison escaping, it's like the opposite of Prison Architect. Like, you play some, I don't know, 16-bit guys that are, like, busting out of jail. So, that's pretty cool. There's, like, uh, some really elaborate stuff you have to do to get out of some of these. Um, So, that's really cool. Uh, And then, um, Fury is coming to the Switch, which is, like, a kind of a colorful uh, character action platformy kind of uh, adventure game. Cool. Um, so that's the one. That's it's kind of like uh, sprite art, still, right? Like just really detailed sprites. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, yeah. It's like starting to border on like three D, like two and a half D sprites. Okay, cool. Um, actually, wait, yeah, because it's like, is it three D combat? How's the game play? Uh, I I own it. I could not possibly tell you too much about how it plays. But is it, I mean, we're thinking of the same Fury. It's got, like, the pink lettering, and the guy's got white hair and stuff. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very anime-looking. Yeah, yeah, because it was, it was a PlayStation Plus game a little while back. Mm-hmm. And so here's my really dumb story. Uh, I was at PSX this year, uh, which I can get more in detail about later if, if anyone cares. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was at PSX this year, and there's this great company called Limited Run Games, uh, if you've never heard of them, yeah. go check them out. Uh, kind of looping back to what we were talking about, physicality, like, that's what they want. They want to keep physicality in games, and so what they do is they work with indie publishers to put out a limited run oh. of a physical release for that game. Yeah, yeah. And so they've done, like, at this point, like, they've been going strong for, like, two years now, and, like, I don't mm-hmm. have the money to buy all the physical copies I want. But uh, at PSX, yeah. they always have a booth, and they sell, like, their extras. So mm. uh, last year I got a couple, and this year I got a couple. And one of the ones I got was uh, Fury. And this is so okay. dumb because I already have this game on PlayStation Plus, <laughs> and I've never played it. I literally bought it yeah. because the box art for <laughs> Fury looked so good. It was such a cool-looking okay. box art, and I was like, I, I got to pick that up. And so I, I yeah. don't even know if I like the game 
Because, uh, <laughs> like, if, if I don't like the game, I don't need to own it on a physical copy. There's so many, and there's so many other things to choose from. But I was just like, uh-huh. God, that case is just gorgeous. I got to get it. So I did. Yeah, the aesthetics will get you every time. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's cool. It's coming okay. to Switch um, and stuff. Do you know, like, uh, so there's just going to be on, like, obviously, like, they're not a physical copy either of those. This is just going to be on the App Store. Yeah, I believe both of those are going to be digital only. Okay, cool. Um, um, yeah, the Switch library is really starting to bulk out. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. again, like, Nintendo is moving away from physical release as much as they can, which is kind of concerning. Really? Um, yeah. Weird. There's, I mean, like, if it's not a $60 game, you you pretty much can't find boxed copies anymore right. yeah, of yeah. Nintendo games. Right, um, yeah. We actually have a news story about that, too. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, I'll just, jump, I'll just jump and talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so Nintendo is actually delaying their uh, 64 gigabyte Switch game cards. Um, so those were supposed to come out um, sometime in 2018. Here, uh, those have now they they've pushed back the release window to 2019. Um, basically, this is the stuff that is going to go to uh, on the manufacturing side. So it's not like a 64 gigabyte SD card to expand your storage or anything. This is the physical cards that they're going to be printing games onto. Oh, so okay. um, right now they're working with 32 gig. Ooh. So that's like that's better than DVD quality, but it's not as good as Blu-ray storage. Right. Uh, Blu-ray is between 50 and 60 right. uh, usable. So, um, you know, once this 64 gigabyte game card comes out, it's actually going to be slightly more efficient than a Blu-ray disc, which is really right. impressive. Um, right. You know, it's solid state media, which is always a good go-to um that's kind of what is going on with like solid state hard drives and everything it's just a lot more efficient um it's really hard to break solid state because nothing moves right (laughs) so um you know and and still a lot of the issues uh you know certainly with ps3 and 360 and then even with xbox one and playstation 4 a lot of issues are related to the disc reader so you know taking out moving parts having to not have that laser read the disc and spin it around at a certain speed uh, that solves a lot of hardware issues, and it reduces heat a lot too. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it, there's a lot of developers that are, um, you know, kind of disappointed uh, that that is being pushed out because, like, for example, uh, La Noire released on the Switch. Interesting choice. Right. Um, it doesn't. If you download the game, uh, just completely download it. It doesn't fit on the base model switch. <laughs> you have to get expanded memory because it's so massive. Oh my god! And then, um, I mean, obviously, they the uh, technology they used does not shrink down very conveniently. It's really hard to compress that like raw, like live image data, right. basically. Um, and and graphics usually are what takes up most of the space. Right. Um, and uh, the uh, the game card could only store a little bit more than half of the game on it. Wow. For Eleanor. So I think you still had with the with the cartridge, and you always have to download something now, but I mean on the Switch, with the cartridge in, you still had to download like 10, 15 gigs. So that's like most of your Switch storage. Yeah, that's crazy, so, man. Uh that's pretty that's pretty like brutal. Yeah. So and Nintendo's actually very good with their their efficiency of storage and everything is insanely good. Uh, that's one of Nintendo's like hallmarks. And in fact, that's one of the reasons it's one of the things that made uh Yawada famous. Um, right. He's really good at like shrinking shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah And fitting right. it onto, onto pretty small media. So, yeah. um, you know, Nintendo's always had a leg up on that. So, you know, 
when these little you know memory card looking things come out with more storage than a blu-ray uh i think we might be looking at the end of disc media which i'm fine with that doesn't really bother me i still want physical editions but you know disc right. i don't really care what what form it comes in right um that's so interesting. but yeah so that's pretty cool um wait so i have a question yeah, that's, been, that's been delayed because i don't have a yep. switch so like on the ps4 if i put in a game i have to install like 50 gigs do you have to do that on, on the Switch, too? Do you have to install most of the game? You install a little bit. Um, it has to install updates or whatever on okay. the Switch side. Obviously, it's, you know, the the, the cartridge is not, like, writable. So you can't, like, put anything new on it. But um, typically, you don't really have to install anything else. So, because, like, I have a, you know, there's a, I have a 500 gigabyte hard drive in my PS4, and that's too small. Like, that's mm. a fucking issue. Oh, yes. How is this, like... I have the... What? Yeah. I have the uh, I got a PS4 Pro with the mm-hmm. terabyte. Yeah, and that's full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so space is always a yeah. problem. How does that affect Switch? Because like the internal memory is way smaller. Is that like a constant issue? Right. Well, part of it is that um, uh, that efficiency. I don't have a lot of big games on my Switch. I'm I'm kind of more of like the uh, I get a lot of the like indie stuff from Nintendo. I don't okay. like a lot of Nintendo first party games. Okay. So. Um, I have like six games downloaded onto it, like completely digital, and then I have Mario Kart on top of that with all of its DLC uh, that's okay. in a cartridge. So that all fits. Okay. Um, it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be, um, and I don't remember what the internal storage is. I know it's not very good. I'm going to be getting an SD card in the future. Okay. But um, as of right now, I don't really have enough to make that a concern. But I mean, certainly on my uh, you know 500 gigabyte Xbox One, like I'm out of room. It's tight in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much just information from my disc, physical disc games. You yeah, know? yeah, because the install size is so big. Um, and, like, it sucks because, like, yeah. as time goes on, there's less and less things I can delete because things get delisted exactly. from the store. So, yeah. like, right now, it kind of, like, just... PT. Yeah, PT is, like, the, my... Can my, never go. Yeah, my, that box has to be saved forever. If that PS4 ever stops working, I'm fucked. Because, <laughs> like, there's yeah. no other way to get Well, PT. sometimes you can... You can just physically take the hard drive out and put it in the other one by voiding your new warranty. Right, but, but uh, I mean, I, I, don't want, I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> I would always keep yeah. that PS4 as a PT machine, but I'm saying, like, if it ever, like, if it ever just, like, stops working and I have to get, you know, fixed, they're going to wipe the hard drive and, like, then it's gone forever. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, then the other ones are just dumb, but, like, they're delisted. I can't get them anymore. Uh, it's the episode mm. Sky demo from... For Final Fantasy 15, yep. the Platinum demo yep. from Final Fantasy 15, and the mm-hmm. first hour demo for Final Fantasy 7, or sorry, Resident Evil 7. Yep. yep. So beginning hour. Yeah. yeah, beginning hour. Yep. So like all those are delisted now. I can't re-download them. I'm never gonna play them again. But like I, I just I like having them on my hard drive. It's like a. Weird but yeah, thing. you should you should be able to have access to it if you want because it's yours and you bought it. <laughs> you know, even if the even if the purchase price was free. Yeah. Like that should that should permanently like. And code into your library or whatever, like... Does it? Put that information on the cloud, you know? Like, but, I mean, does it? Like, if I download a Platinum demo, can I re-download it? Because I had it to begin with? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, okay. No. If you, like, that's the issue with P- with PT and everything. If it's delisted, they just remove it from oh, their Oh, okay. End. So, so it have nothing if to you have it, from. it's fine. Okay. But if you ever delete it, you can't re-download it. Because right. it won't know where to look for it, basically. Right, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a problem. Damn, it's crazy. That, um, that's what I'm afraid of, man. That's my fear of an all digital age. It's like it'd be so easy. Like, oh, our license ran out, delisted. Like they did have some of the Transformers. And that has been games. happening. So the Transformers uh, games are yeah, delisted that was now. 
very unusual. I think, uh, no, I don't have a news story of that, but, um, yeah, we can mention that. The, uh, the Activision, like, uh, all but, like, two or three of their Transformers games license went away, mm-hmm. and they just delisted the games from the store. Like, yeah. they're just gone. Yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff can happen. I mean, uh, you know, Rock Band, that's happened. Um, what was the game? Uh, Alan Wake. The original Alan Wake got taken down because why the music license expired because they got oh, all all live music you know oh, damn. or like they didn't they created a soundtrack of course yeah but they got a lot of stuff that some stuff was just music that other bands had made and some stuff they commissioned bands to make right. so they could keep those but there's a few songs that are just you know songs that are out there right that it's like look dude you only got it for 10 years or whatever it's right been. wow so yeah if you didn't already have it downloaded or it's actually it was slightly different with some of the stuff. If you've purchased it, you still have it. Okay. And this the information still exists on the store. You just can't buy it now. Okay. All right. Cool. So. Um. And certain things like certain remasters, they were able to take it out. The the stuff that would cause it to uh, you know the license to expire. So. Right. There's been ways around that. I still have all the you know I don't have the the Alan Wake games installed, but they're in my library ready to be installed, and it's fine. I've okay. tested it to make sure they're good. Cool. So like. There's some there's some weird stuff, but yeah, the Transformers games just got delisted, and a couple of them had no physical edition. So it's just if you didn't already have it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, man, that's so, it's the future you know, I fear. It's very unusual. Oh, it, also the uh, Legend of Korra game. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that was too. that was taken out in the same uh, sweep. Right. So. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, it's time for another uh, Last Airbender spinoff show. I think. Oh. It's been the right <laughs> amount of waiting. Yeah, 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 it's been a while. Um, Give M. Night Shyamalan a sequel. <laughs> um, I, I wonder, God, that movie's uh, horrible. I need to buy that. Hold on. I'm going to go buy that right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wonder but if yeah, uh, anyone will ever get our shot at making a, a proper, like, Lost Airbender game or Legend of Korra game. I don't know. Um, certainly, like, Nickelodeon is, like, they're not afraid to, like, milk something for what it's worth. <laughs> So, like, you know, they'll be back. Yeah. They just have to wait until that the time comes again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> give Platinum more money this okay. time. Like, it's, so it's always, like, Platinum is as good yeah. as you give them a budget to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, a lot of studios are that way. Like, um, anyways, getting yep. to uh, somebody that does shit in their own sweet time. Um, <laughs> it's possible that we got a leak for uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 release date. Okay. Um, so there's this Danish retailer called Cool Shop, because Danish people are really creative, and um, <laughs> they basically uh, they released a. Uh, well, imagine this is the country that uh, Mads Mikkelsen is from, and I've never seen him like genuinely excited. He just looks totally bored and depressed at all times. Right. So, imagine Mads Mikkelsen just like leaning toward a microphone. Cool Shop. <laughs> so that's how I imagine that. Cool. That's their logo, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, they did uh, correctly release. Uh, they they leaked the release date of Grand Theft Auto Five, and they were right to the day. Okay. So um, you know, it's there's a good potential that they're correct when they say June eighth, twenty eighteen. That sounds right. Um, and it, I mean the timelines match up. Um, you know, Rockstar has not given an official date, uh, and they're known to you know take their sweet ass time, and they'll you know we'll put it in E three if we feel like it. Uh, we'll let you know when it's coming out, and then we've usually, like, usually they don't change the dates. Uh, stuff has been pushed in the past, but it's, like, 
you know, it's pushed like a month. It's not pushed half a year or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's looking very good. I'm very excited for Red Dead 2. That's something I think that like anytime you're like, Hey, what are you excited for? Like, I don't want to say Red Dead 2 because of course I am <laughs> like, what am I, an idiot? <laughs> like, of course I'm going to play that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of tough. It feels cheap to say like, Oh, I'm really excited for, you know, possibly the greatest game. Like every time they release it, it's like record setting every time they release a new game. And I wasn't a big fan of GTA five, but really? I appreciate what GTA five is. You know what I mean? Love it's just GTA not my, 5. like, I don't like the world. Oh, really? um, I'm not really into like modern crime. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a satire. And I usually of, won't of, uh, well, that's good. That's what world. I like. Yeah. Like I appreciate the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I really like where they come from. And like, yeah. obviously the mechanics, like you can't really shit, uh, shit on that too much. Right. Like the ability to have three characters that not only can you control all three, but they will control themselves when you're not. Right, and yeah. they'll just like do their own, have their own life going on. Like that's so amazing. cool. Yeah. Do you know? Can you um, run into another? Like, if you're playing as Michael, can you run into Franklin? Like, just on the street. I would imagine. Yeah, I, that's never happened to me. But I always wondered if I, if like, it actually, like, if they're actually running yeah. around, or when you switch to them, it like spawned them in a place. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, uh, I'm not the person to ask about that. Right. My total time in GTA Five, I, I managed to get a free copy of it. Um through some weird uh loopholes um but uh i you know my total time was like four hours oh wow okay no so, i love very GTA little five damn yeah uh yeah i'm so stoked <coughs> that's a weird release that makes sense because i think they said summer and like they do mm-hmm. like releasing their big games in the summer actually but so i just looked it up e3 this year is june 12th through the 14th so it's coming out oh my god can you imagine if they release it like four days before e3 yeah that's i feel so bad for games journalists like you have this beast yeah, that'd be kind of fucked up <laughs> you're this beast sitting at home but you have to go cover e3 you can't play it well dude that's actually that's totally a rockstar move yeah oh they like, don't give a fuck we'll release this game when we fucking want and also fuck e3 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's really good uh and that's like that would be good because you don't want to release it after e3 because then like it I mean, it's it wouldn't get covered because like, I mean, it wouldn't be completely overshadowed because it's still like, uh, you yeah, know, of course, Red Dead Two. But like, it, you know, all the news isn't on Red Dead Two at that point. It's like we got to cover E Three, and then there's also Red Dead Two. Like a smaller game would just get swallowed up. Red Dead Two would still like bubble to the top, but like it's still like, why would you compete against that press um, if you don't have to? Yeah. So putting it out before makes the most sense. Um, and then, like, people who aren't, you know, going to E3, which is most people, um, get to be like, oh, it's E3 time, and, like, I get this brand new game I get to play right now. So, yeah, I, I, th- yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, I think oh, that's, like, literally four days, yeah. Like, it, a little earlier would be Jesus. nice, like, two weeks would be nice, or, like, a week, but, like, yeah, yeah. I assume they just don't super that's, care. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, here's our game. Yeah. We don't go to E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I absolutely believe they do that. That's that's wild. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, so, uh, I guess, um, well, I can't think of a good segue on this one. Uh, It's possible that um, a, like, gaming disorder, gaming addiction, uh, is going to go through the uh, World Health Organization. Right. And be, like, officially recognized. As a disease, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people have made, like, some weird, uh, there's been a lot of, like, takes on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And um, this is actually a little old now. This is about a week old, a little more than a week old. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, basically it's it's uh, their description here is it's characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurring game behavior, which may be online uh, impaired control over gaming, increased priority given to gaming to the extent that it takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. So basically, it's like. Um, you know, you have to observe it for a full year, at least 12 months. Um, and basically it's like somebody ruining their life on video games. I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah. you know, it's like a lot of people's response has been like, uh, gaming's not a disease, man. It doesn't cause anything. It's not a chemical. And it's like, you know, you can, a person can become addicted to anything. Yeah. yeah. But we do need to understand, I think the things that are in common, like being addicted to heroin is different than being addicted to games, and here's why. Right. You know, like, yeah. Um, I don't really see a big issue with that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it does not exclude it does not include uh, hazardous gaming. I want to click on that. Whoa. Um, so hazardous gaming is uh, appreciably increases the risk of harmful physical or mental health. So that's like not getting up to go to the bathroom, oh, and that's like significantly whoa. worse. Right. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, so, there's there's stories yeah. of people dying at their keyboards in World of Warcraft and stuff. I mean, it's rare, but it happens. Yeah, um, and you know, I I mean, so that would be hazardous gaming. Yeah, uh, you know that that story. I don't know how super accurate it is because I've actually looked it up to like talk to someone about it, and the story was like had a lot of holes in it. So okay. this may be an urban legend a little bit, but okay. you know, the, there was a story of the uh, Korean parents that were playing with, like a game with like that had an online baby, and they let their real life baby starve to death. Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that one, like, has a little bit of urban legend mixed into it, because there's, yeah. like, it's more than what it sounds like initially. Yeah, and the World but, of Warcraft stories, I don't know if those are true either. That's just, you know, rumors right, in the Right, exactly. Like, that's hazardous gaming. That's incredibly right. rare. That's, like, uh, self-harm. You know what I mean? Um, that does not include this. Uh, the gaming disorder basically is, like, uh, any kind of, you know, um, addictive, uh, compulsive behavior that leads to you just kind of like fucking your own life up right well so you know it's like you know yeah it's weird because games games are specifically i mean by design they're made to be addictive right like they are that's true they are psychological manipulation like the tools they use in there are like skinner boxes and like other kind of psychological triggers uh-huh. to make you want to play it more they're designed to right. be addictive which is strange in the same kind of way like food is designed to be addictive um, right, both but you know, in this but, case, yeah. uh, like games are designed to be addictive. Uh, that's like the capitalism part. Right. But then games are also designed to just kind of make you feel better. Yeah. I mean, it's um, yep. not you know the same way that like a, a sad movie can make you feel better mm-hmm. by like experiencing sad emotions in a safe environment. Right. Um, you know, games release a lot of like positive absolutely uh, vibes. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's like, like with anything, it's good. Uh, you can be somebody that plays like weekend marathon games. You yeah. can be somebody that plays 48 hours straight and not be at danger yeah. or whatever. And then there's people that check their phone every five minutes to see if uh, somebody sent them a Farmville request and that's hazardous. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to use the term hazardous because that's what the other thing is. But, you know, right. that can be dangerous. It's it's entirely dependent on the person. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I don't, even if it's, it's, so if it's classified as disease, I don't really know what the cure is. 
I like I don't want it to be regulated um, yeah. like you know alcohol right. is because like that's a that just doesn't work for games or two different things and also like I mean for the people who don't have a problem like I don't want like rules to be put into like how games can be designed that you know make them less fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not only that, but like clearly restricting alcohol like apparently does not work. Right, <laughs> you know also, the drug yeah, war does, clearly yeah, does not work. Doesn't work so. either. I would say if, yeah. if you're someone out there who thinks that you're struggling with an addiction to anything, but like for games, like I guess see a therapist is the best yeah. like thing that you can do. Yeah, like that's really the only cure that I can think of. Like the only fix to that is mm-hmm. like uh, if uh, I, I don't know what classifying as disease. I don't know if that changes anything, but yeah, if you're right, yeah, basically it's um all it all it allows is like medical guidelines okay you know um it, it doesn't change the ability for it to be studied or anything okay. it doesn't um you know there's not a lot sure. it's basically just like okay we officially recognize this now so if somebody says you're addicted to video games it's not just some like bullshit right that some idiot just made yeah. up you know there's like cool. something behind it now yeah uh, they're still looking into that i mean they still don't know if there's a link between video games and violence it seems like there's not but in some people there, yeah. there is some kind of correlation going on there so it's that typical thing like Anything can be dangerous to anybody. It right. depends on who you are and how you can handle it, you know? Right. Cool. So, Interesting. Um, speaking of me not being able to handle it, uh, Universal Studios Japan is getting a limited release Final Fantasy ride. What? Universal Studios Japan is planning a VR experience representing Final Fantasy as a limited time ride until June. That's so The ride cool. titled Final Fantasy XR has you putting on a virtual reality helmet and watching Final Fantasy... Things. Wow, great writing. That's so cool. As your seat moves and jostles around. That is so... So, like, the uh, Spider-Man VR at Universal in uh, Orlando? Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's like that. Okay. Like, you're in a car that doesn't actually move, but it sort of moves. Uh, Spider-Man does Um, move. So, Spider-Man, like, you have 3D glasses Well, it goes in, like, a little, like, circle, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, um, okay, so... uh, we won't know what it is until trying it out, says the author on GameInformer.com, uh, Imran Khan. Um, however, the trailer shows Sephiroth fighting Cloud while a, a rider spins around Midgard, traveling through a plane petting chocobos. Good. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it's there until uh, June 24th it's getting removed. Whoa. Gotta, um, gotta get my ticket. So if that's successful, <laughs> that could spread. Yes. And it's... Well, like uh, Square's been doing a lot of like experimentation. Mm-hmm. Like it's experimenting with going on to like different consoles. It's experimenting with different types of mobile games. It's it's experimenting with new styles of game and like purchasing new types of studio that it hasn't traditionally been a part of. So like, I think if it works out well, they'll be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's roll them out. Yeah, that'd you be know? amazing. Do you think Final Fantasy has that kind of like mass appeal? Like, fifteen sold really well to people who never played Final Fantasy, but like. Do you think mm-hmm. like do you think families would buy in? Like, do you think people would be excited to go to Universal to go on a Final Fantasy I ride? Think it, I think it has enough brand power to at least people would like kind of understand the concept. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know that like my parents would get in line for the Final Fantasy ride when there's the Spider-Man ride. That's pretty much the same thing. Right. Um. But, like, could it support... So, like, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, at Universal, um, Orlando's the only one I'm familiar with. There's, you know, there's Universal and there's Islands of Adventure, but all of them are, like, they're separated into sections. And so, like, on Adventure, like, there's mm-hmm. a Marvel section. Do you think, like, do right. you think there could be a Final Fantasy section, like a whole Final Fantasy island? There's, like, 
you go I, and you can pet chocobos and like run around and see see stuff. I would do that for sure, but I don't know. I don't know if it's strong enough to demand like yeah. a segment of the park. Yeah. But certainly, I think one ride, and I think that's what they're doing. I think they're okay. feeling it out. Okay. Like, um, cool. you know, they got a little bit more popularity. They can lose a little bit of money here and there yeah. to just kind of try out some cool stuff and see what hits. Yeah, I mean, Japan's um, the place to do it. That's gonna like that's gonna be a huge success in Japan. Uh, whether or not yeah. it would translate to American audiences, I don't know. But that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. Yeah. What time to be alive? Um, okay, so speaking of what a time to be alive, uh, Nintendo is releasing green and pink Joy Cons in the U.S. Awesome. <laughs> um, North America. Uh, they had been available in Japan for a while. Um, the pink is like a like kind of like a lighter, not really like a powder pink, but lighter color. Uh, the green's like a lime green. Okay. Um, it looks like the pink is the left and the lime green's the right. Um, separately sold Joy-Cons invert the colors from the hardware bundle on the Japanese ones. So in Japan, the green was on the left and the pink was on the right, and in the U.S. that's flipped. Okay. That's really weird. Uh, that seems inscrutable. Um, so those should be coming later um, in January here. Um, it is $80 for those two. Wow. Yo, that's boy. That's so expensive. Yeah. You're paying for the HD um, Rumble. Do you the feel, Nintendo controllers are super expensive. Do you feel HD Rumble? Is like is that a real thing? Oh hell yes you do. It's really good. Oh really? Okay, cool. Like even yeah. like Zelda and stuff, like it's like you can feel the difference. I, I think it's um it's like usually I'd, I'm not a huge fan of Rumble. Uh if somebody's like really gratuitous with it. Mm-hmm. Um the Nintendo seems to be like it's it's either been really well done in everything I played or the HD Rumble's good. Okay. I can't tell the difference because I just don't like that's not really my thing. Yeah. It's a weird uh, feature. It's a weird feature we all like, yes. take for granted now, but like that's such a strange yeah. concept like your controller vibrates. That's weird. It's actually really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe they didn't just release like the vest that like vibrates you. Oh. <laughs> When, like to let you know where you're getting shot or whatever in a game, you know. And uh, those do exist, but not on any kind of like large scale, right? Which is disappointing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. uh, speaking of weird gaming peripherals, <laughs> uh, right. I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good on the segways today. Uh, Mad Cats is back, baby. Really? So Mad Cats completely went out of business. They went bankrupt. They were selling all their yeah. um, like everything, like all their assets. They were donezo. And then some wild, crazy son of a bitch Chinese holding company comes in and picks it up, baby. Wow. Uh, so it is, um, wow. Is it Tencent? Did not Tencent include. Buy? No. It's, it's just a holding company. It's not oh, okay. like a game-specific company or anything. They're probably going to sell it to Tencent. Are you serious? Like, they don't have the name included in this article. Oh, That's really? ridiculous. Um, GameIndustryBiz.com. Let me down. Uh, the new management team is very familiar with Mad Cats' accessories. Uh, they were not part of the previous management regime. They're resurrecting some stuff, including the rat, gaming mice, strike, keyboards, and freak headsets. That's why the company went out of business. <laughs> uh, the, some of the newer, uh, this new line of products will be shown at CES. Um, I believe that is just about to start, right? Yeah, pretty soon. Um, yeah, so um, they said... Uh, they did not include the name of this company anywhere, dude. It's horrible. Interesting. Um, Shady. So the uh, the director of sales and operations, 
said, uh, we couldn't be more excited than to begin 2018 by announcing the return of Mad Cats to the global gaming arena. Mad Cats has been a permanent fixture in gaming for almost three decades, and we firmly believe its best days are in the future. That's really cool. That's that is really um, cool. So, you know, they, uh, like, Mad Cats fully fucked it. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely, like, a management problem. So, hey, man, they're back, baby. Cool. It's time for round two. Yeah, awesome. Get, Hopefully get they won't be so disappointing this time. Yeah, um, I, uh, I always associate yikes. Mad Cats and, like, all those third-party controller designers with, like, making fight sticks because there's not really a first-party fight stick. Um, yeah, I yeah, don't, fight sticks. Um, who wants to buy a third-party controller, though? Like, I never not, understood it, that Like, market. if I went, if, if I was at my friend's house and I was handed something that did not have the manufacturing company's logo on it like i was insulted yeah absolutely like you know you're gonna lose when you get the mad cats controller sorry yeah absolutely like why are you buying third-party <laughs> controllers don't yeah. do that it should just be yeah. a fight stick company <clears throat> yeah like make the stuff that nobody else is making yeah. make me that vest that moves the rumble around my body to let me know where i'm getting shot yeah that'd be so dope that's what do i want that. yeah that give me a vr headset that is that bridges oculus and htc and you've just made like eight hundred bucks. Oh from me. yeah, that, you know? that'd be interesting. <laughs> like, uh, there's there's a lot of territory for them to like branch out and mess around with. Yeah. So I don't know why these companies like. So they're the main things they want to bring out are the headsets that works that works on everything. Right. Right. That's you good. just plug it in. Mm -hmm. um, they're bringing back the gaming mice and the gaming keyboard. Okay. So like, that'll work. Yeah. You know that's that's stuff that that seems like safe bets. So. Yeah. Uh, if they give me a nice sale, maybe I'll pick up some of those because, like I said, I'm getting ready to upgrade my computer here. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so another... Uh, we just got a couple news stories left here. Okay. Um, the creative director and writer of Uncharted Lost Legacy has left Naughty Dog. Yes. Uh, Sean S. Keg. Um, good luck pronouncing that one. Uh, so he joined Naughty Dog while they were working on The Last of Us. Uh, he's been part of every game they've done since, including Left Behind DLC, Uncharted 4, and... Uh, you know, he was sort of in charge of Lost Legacy. Right. Um, he confirmed his departure on Twitter on uh, January 3rd. And then uh, he later posted the Avengers logo on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, like, saying he was going on to new adventures. Uh, that sort of suggests that he might be joining Crystal Dynamics yep. on their uh, upcoming Avengers title. Right. Which would make sense, because yep. that's going to be, like, adventure-y. Mm -hmm. Crystal Dynamics, I think, is kind of known to, uh, you know... They're Naughty Dog adjacent. Yeah. Uh, they're similar. I wouldn't call them a copycat necessarily, but, you know, similar right. style yeah. and everything. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's cool that somebody looks like they're moving up. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of people, like, once they've been in for a while, a lot of people like to move around. Yeah, I get that. And, like, check out uh, other companies because it's like, okay, I don't really want to make Last of Us 2 for four years and then make uncharted five for four years and then make last of us three for four years. Yeah. Like I get that. It's really cool to be a part of that, mm -hmm. but it, you know, certainly in the entertainment industry, usually jobs last two or three years and then you yeah. go do something totally different. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and, and he only joined in the beginning process of last of us. So he's only been there for, you know, less than a decade probably. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I totally get that. It can, it can be, you know, stagnant just working on like the same franchise or just like, you know, maybe you just want to change the scenery. Um, like they're up mm. in, you know, it, maybe he's been in LA for like, like longer than he wanted to, and they're up in San Francisco, I think. So like, you know, maybe right. you just want to change the scenery too. You never know. Right. Okay. Um, and then the last one here. Uh, this is uh, relatively new. Um, 
So, uh, let me see if I can get a little bit of the backstory here. Um, in, there was a, like, a big swatting incident recently. Yeah, I heard about that, um, too. Dude got killed. Yeah. And, it, and they, didn't they go to the wrong house, too? I, I don't know. I, no, I'm no, not no. sure. I just They were at the right house. Okay. But, uh, basically, they went and, like, uh, so the SWAT team, um, I, I, this kind of plays into some political shit, so I'm going to try to stay away from that. Right. Because I can, I'll go off on yeah, it if I Yeah, I will, too, and but, it's not necessarily the best looks online. Um, <laughs> It's not really game related, so like, right. you know. But uh, basically, this guy like uh, called nine one one, and he was like, uh, "Yo, this dude has a, a shooting and kidnapping at this, you know, this guy's home, and uh, you know, it's kind of like a relatively common practice, I want to say, which really sucks." Yeah. Uh, you know, the SWAT team shows up. They think that the person's armed. Um, you know, typically the person's like streaming on twitch so they have their headphones on they're not really like paying attention to the outside world so some dudes roll up and somebody gets shot yeah usually what happens um so uh tyler barris 25 year old is being held without bail uh he he waived his right to an extradition hearing um so he apparently lives in la and he's going to be sent to kansas which is where uh the person who got shot um lived so is this the guy so, the guy uh, who pulled it in so they found the guy who like put in the phony threat correct oh wow yeah the guy who called it in lived in la so you should have been on that man <laughs> uh yeah um, no I, I lost i heard about the story they didn't know who it was yet um so yeah uh, yeah so they they think they tracked down who it is um i really hate like having to say allegedly before everything uh, yeah it's like i mean if this if this dude said like yeah just take me to wichita and i'll go in court and i would like I, he does no bail like he did it <laughs> sorry yeah 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 uh, but he's not convicted so i, I, I get where you're coming from yeah um that's but, just crazy um, man how yeah, he's gonna a get it. you have to be to do that like that's oh my god you have to be like a such a and it's like it's not like um it's not like the person's like bullying you over the course of like weeks or months yeah. it's not like this streamer is like sending shit to your house that's like interfering with your real life yeah it's like can't you just mess with them like it's a big thing to do like stream sniping like find out that somebody's streaming figure out like what servers they're on or who they're playing in multiplayer matches with track them down and then just like humiliate them while they're streaming yeah like that sucks, but it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, having SWAT kick down your front door and kill you in front of your kids is not, like... That's not oh, an anticipated no. threat when you're kids? streaming your fucking shit. Uh, this happened in the past. Oh, I don't okay. know if this one did. Wow. Um, I'm gonna... This article's not great. Again, like, guys, we need to, like, look into this. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like... Uh, I'm trying to find some of that data, but that's happened in the past. I know there was somebody else present. Um, I don't know if it was, like, a girlfriend or whatever. Um, yeah. Wow. So, like, that's totally different. Uh, like, it, that's very different than, like, kind of messing with somebody who has made... Who has, you know, chosen to make themselves a public commodity. Right. You know? Like, when you're streaming, like, probably your two, like, weird friends from high school are going to watch you play and that's it. Yeah. Um, if you happen to pick up a little bit, that's when you make the choice, like, okay, am I going to, like put my life out here or not um so you know at a certain point it's like people know that they're public people know that they're going to be um you know possibly messed with or whatever and that's 
basically you know they they basically agree to live with that yeah uh yeah this is this goes beyond that yeah oh absolutely so like, this is it's not a, it's not, not really any prank. defense yeah yeah that's <laughs> like insane it's pretty rough it's very similar to like filming a dead body on your youtube page <laughs> and then yeah uh, acting like you didn't do anything wrong yeah wow that's a whole other thing that's like games really so i really <laughs> want to get into it yeah but this also equally just well, fucking stupid and um just like very so tone deaf to like anything else that's around them um yeah like literally stand next to it all you want just turn the camera away yeah like just film from a reverse shot like yeah also like uh something uh philip defranco brought up i was watching a video on this last night by him he's like like, the Suicide Forest isn't a set. It's not a backdrop for your YouTube channel, man. Like, it's a very somber forest. Right. Like, you should kind of and respect, like, like especially because <laughs> it's not your country. Like, you should respect other cultures yeah. enough to, like, not film there. But... Yeah. Like, do you remember that, uh... The image of, um... It was the, uh... The Native Americans uh, flipping off Mount Rushmore. Like, that's golden. <laughs> that's beautiful. Like, treasure these people. Because that's their... Like, they live here, dude. Yeah. It's like their own country, their citizens. That's really like, funny. Uh, that's hilarious. If I go... So, it's th- this... Uh, again, this is kind of... This is getting outside of gaming, but I'm on it now since it's too late. Um, just skip ahead 30, you know, seconds, <laughs> increments until you get past it or whatever, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's like... Um, when uh, people go to, like, China or, like, North Korea and they're like, I'm going to steal a sign and talk shit about the leader of this country, which I know is not a good thing to do. <laughs> like, you have to kind of know better. Yeah. You know? Like, you got to know better when you call, like, it is a crime to report a crime that's not happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if somebody, like, if I... uh. Okay, so this is a good example. If I'm, like, driving a car, like, if I'm the getaway driver for my friends to go, like, rob a house, and then my friends get killed, which happened in Oklahoma, the driver that drove them there to commit a crime is liable for those deaths. Yeah, he's an accessory. Because if you didn't drive them there, they wouldn't have been shot. Yeah. You're... So, like, that that kind of has, like, I can see some slippery slope arguments yeah. along, that, along those lines. Like, I get it. Yeah. And I kind of agree to some respect, but... Like, there has to be some accountability. Yeah, like, you knew you absolutely. were doing something wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully they, like... Typically, I'm against, like, throwing the book at people to make an example of them. Because that's not really fair to the individuals. Right. But it wasn't really fair for this guy to have some dude get murdered. Yeah. For streaming. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, sorry. Yeah, that's insane. Um, uh, yeah. It's, that's a little extreme. Like, call, call the cops and say that, like, he's, like, committing bestiality or something. I don't know. <laughs> like... Uh, like probably don't get him killed. You yeah. Know? Um, there's easier ways around that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's other ways to grief people online. If you, if you just like, if you really yeah. just like want, it's to really get easy. This guy. It's really easy to grief people online, dude. It's kind of designed for that to be yeah. honest. <laughs> so, wow. That's, that's crazy. <clears throat> I, 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 let's move on to happier topics. This whole thing makes me sad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's, um, let's talk about uh like i know you have a lot of opinions on just like the year in review yeah. sort of for 2017 yep. um we i do want to mention at the end what we're looking forward to in 2018 and now i want to mention somewhere in the middle um stuff from 2017 <laughs> that we really want to play okay that we haven't played yet cool. uh so start somewhere in that <laughs> yeah i'll start at the beginning of the year man 2017 was one of the craziest years for video games i've ever seen uh-huh. Um, it's we'll get to the ones I didn't want to play, but the first game of the year that I played, or sorry, we'll get to the ones that I wanted to play but wasn't able to. 
But the first game of okay. the year that I pl- that's what I meant to say. The first game of the year that I played that I loved was Resident Evil 7, and that still sticks mm-hmm. with me. That's one of the most transcendent game experiences I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, yeah, that was uh, Jay's. Uh, that was Night Swarm's game of the year. It's it's a it is a first person Resident Evil game that you can play from start to finish in VR. And that was mm-hmm. the crazy experience, the craziest experience I've ever had. Like this really is like it feels to me like the jump from two D to three D. Like when we made that, this is like the next closest thing we've had since. Like jumping into VR yeah. is so it's so weird. And like it works so well for a horror game like Resident Evil Seven because you can peek around corners, you can check behind you when you're running away, you can look down a ladder before you climb down it. Like just being able mm-hmm. to look up at like and see like gross things on the ceiling, or like. During boss fights, we need to like move your head around quick. You can like quickly scan a whole room to see like, oh, where mm-hmm. where is he gonna attack from? And aiming, it makes aiming feel so good too. I'm not good at first person yeah. shooters, and like this makes it so easy for me because you just you you yeah. aim where you look, and I just yeah, it was so good. You play with a controller, and that's honestly my favorite way to play VR. I think the motion control mm-hmm. stuff for the most part is still just a novelty. Like I prefer having a controller in hand. And, like, I, yeah. I'm completely immersed in it. It doesn't take away from my experience. And then, like, that game itself, just, like, it's so well done. It, I really actually I wish... This isn't fair for me to say because I didn't play Zelda, but um, Zelda at the mm-hmm. Game Awards won Best Direction. I was really pulling for Resident Evil 7 to win just because, like, that game was really well directed. It is such a yeah. great pace to it. It sets such a good atmosphere. Like, everything about that game. And it does, like... It does a really good thing with the difficulty curve. You know the best difficulty curves are in a straight line. They're the ones that are too easy at some points and too hard at other points. And to kind of like mm-hmm. balance that out. Like that's what this did. Yeah. Like there were some times when you felt like so overwhelmed and it felt really hard. And then there were other times where like you saved up a little bit of ammo and you were actually like you were you were doing well. Like you were kind of owning the guys. And like that felt good too. And like as soon as you got comfortable with that, it would take it away again. And so, like, mm-hmm. the difficulty was so good in this. And, like, I really like the Baker family and just, like, how grounded and, like, focused that story was. And mm-hmm. everything about that game was just – it was so great. Um, and it has a good mix of everything that's Resident Evil. Like, it, the beginning, like, it feels so old school Resident Evil. Like, it really feels like Resident Evil 1 was redesigned yeah. with modern design sensibilities. And this is what you got. Yeah, definitely. But then it also had other stuff. Like, it, it took pieces from Resident Evil 4. It took pieces from Resident Evil 5. Like, it was such a good mix of every type of Resident Evil that have come before it, but still its own thing. Mm-hmm. I can't sing the praises of Resident Evil 7 enough. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I you know, I have issues with horror games. And actually, me and Nightswarm talked about this uh, our last podcast, too. Because, it, like I said, it was his game of the year. Um, like... I, it's not something that I could ignore. Like, mm-hmm. you have to try it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 really like unique. Um, it's in a special place. Like, typically, when a game tries to like remake itself, it's either in trouble or it wasn't very good to begin with. And this one's in a unique position of it was kind of both. Um, yeah. It was it was coming from kind of a dangerous place, like. Five and six had not been good games. And seven came out, didn't it? Um, uh, this was seven. Yeah, this was seven. Uh, okay, five so, was okay. Um, five, five was not you know my favorite, but oof. it was it reviewed fine and like the people who liked it liked it a lot. It's just like because it was 
so co-op focused. Yeah. It was just like it was a really weird entry for like a numbered uh, se- uh, right. sequence, but yeah. Right. So like, um, you know, it, it had been kind of going in like some weird directions and it, it almost seemed like they weren't really sure what they were trying to do. Yeah. And um, they that. basically brought that shit right back around. Like, here we are. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, we've realigned and we know what's up. Um, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, you don't see a series able to pull that off very often, I think. Yeah, I do hope that this they stick with the style, at least for a trilogy. Like, eight, uh, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine are all like this. Um, and then, you know, they'll do something else. Because Resident Evil is constantly reinventing itself. And they're in a right. really good space right now because they can kind of hit on hit on every front. They can have these be the first-person VR games style Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. If they want to continue with the Revelations uh, franchise, which I actually think they will, like, those can be the third-person ones. Um, Resident Evil 2 Remake yeah. is about to come out, and who knows? Maybe they'll do, you know, Resident Evil 2 Perspective, or they might just do, like, a RE style. Or Resident Evil 4 style um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and, like, that would, that would hit that niche really well, too. So... Like, they're really in a good mm-hmm. position right now to, like, make every kind of Resident Evil game and really make everyone happy, so. Right. Um, but. Um, okay, so uh, what was some other stuff that you were into last year? Uh, then after that, uh, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. And mm-hmm. again, like, n- you know, not the same thing as, like, playing a game in a different way, but this was a really, like, high point for video games for me because... And I haven't played mm-hmm. some... I heard The Witcher 3 does this really well, but I haven't gotten around to The Witcher 3 yet. For me personally, <laughs> this was the first game where like, I walked into a forest and I felt like I was in a forest, not like I was in a video game level. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the foliage is so dense and like the terrain is so like organically made where like, I could literally... <laughs> I could get lost in this video game. And I want to juxtapose that with um, Final Fantasy XV, a game I really liked as well, but like... Like, I never, I was never out of the game in 15. Like, I always, like, I knew where I was at all times. I rarely need to, like, check a map. Because it's like, I, I know where I am because it still feels like a video game level. Like, it still feels like a video mm-hmm. game open world. Whereas, like, Horizon was so dense and so, like, well, like, put together. Where it's just like, no, I could just actually be in a forest right now. Like, I can't tell, like, you know. I know I'm looking at screens so I know this is a game. But, like, this could be a place that mm-hmm. exists. Like I, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. I can't see. Oh, yeah. I can't see the seams, and that was crazy to me. Uh, I've never played a game that made me feel like that before, um, mm-hmm. and so like that was such a cool experience. And then wrapped in that was like also a really interesting story. Um, had amazing gameplay. Like it was so fun to play. Like that, and it was it was hard too. Like it was a game where you constantly had to think about each encounter. You had to like. You had to use your tools uh-huh. creatively. Like you couldn't, you couldn't sleep through a fight in that game ever. And it never, like, through my, I think I played it for like eighty hours. Uh, I platinumed it. Like never once did I get tired of fighting anything, which is insane. That's really cool. Uh, did you get around to the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC? I haven't yet. No. Okay, I own it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, haven't gotten around to it. Okay, yeah, cool. Same thing. Uh, what What do you feel but, about uh, Horizon? <clears throat> Horizon was probably. Uh, it was probably like my two or three, I would say. Okay. Um, like you said, I mean, I, I got really into the Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it did definitely have that like atmosphere. Um, I liked the story a lot. Uh, you know, the characters, models looked great. Like usually if you have a really good graphics game, something is off. Like, um, sometimes it'll be like 
the environment's amazing and the character models kind of look like shit. Yeah. Or everything's really good, but then this one thing is off. Like, the hair looks bad. Um, it's hard to nail everything, and yeah. they nailed everything. <laughs> um, I will say, I, so. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, yeah, some of the facial acting on some of the characters, uh, Alo is great. Some of the other characters was like it was kind of stiff. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, also, and like, if I were to nitpick anything else, I'd say like the towns were not as like full of life as like I was. I kind of would want like, mm-hmm. uh, like. The town, like, the, the NPCs kind of just felt like they were, like, standing there kind of pacing around. Like, it didn't feel like a living city. Yep. Um, and so those would be the, the big thing I would I would hope for the sequel. Like, they just nail, like, make the cities a little bigger. Make the people, like, in the cities, like, look like they have lives a little bit more um, and stuff. So um, those would be the only two things I'd nitpick from it. But, yeah, like, for a first, and this is crazy, too, because this is a brand new IP. This is their first mm-hmm. shot at it. This is um, mm-hmm. this isn't the company's first try at a PS4 game, but you know, um, you know, the other one they made was a launch title. But this is their first ar- third-person action RPG game. Up until this point, the studio had just made Killzone games. Yeah, and like if you had, and they like they fucking nailed it. Yeah, it's it's so crazy yeah. that they made this huge transition to a completely different type of game, and they did so well for their first run out uh, out the gate. Um, and uh-huh. like I like the Killzone games, and I could never like if you told me back. In Killzone 2, that like they would make this, I wouldn't believe you. Like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, I agree. Like they really did a great job. It's kind of like uh, how Monolith went from the Fear Games to um, the uh, Middle Earth. Yeah, uh, Shadows of Mordor, Shadows <laughs> yeah, of War. It's another huge. Like it's like whoa, what? And <laughs> yeah. they're like, until like nail it right out of the gate yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Um, Good job, yeah. guys. Um, I agree. So. Um. Yeah, so then uh, moving on, I know in March, um, well, in March 3rd, the Switch came out, and okay. that's, you know, groundbreaking. Uh, the Switch has now been the fastest-selling console in history. Yep. Uh, it outsold, in numbers-wise, uh, in speed, it outsold the original Wii, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is insane. Um, now, it's because the original Wii came out in the holiday season in very limited numbers. Right. So, their dates don't quite line up, and, you know, Nintendo's had the whole year to continue releasing... Yeah. Uh, production models hasn't quite been a year yet right yeah um, what's crazy is like um like there was such a wii shortage for years it felt like you couldn't find a wii in stores and the the like the scope of the lens of history has kind of showed us that was more just due to like at that time we weren't prepared for that kind of demand because the ps4 right. and the switch have both crushed those numbers and like you were not really oh yeah it's not hard to find either of those systems like relatively after they came out so like it was just well, like the switch we're, we're um prepared now yeah, the Switch after, like, going into the holidays, it was much easier to get a Switch. Uh, yeah. Usually they would, as soon as a new batch was available, they would pretty much sell out uh, within about a week and a half. Um, so you had to be, like, relatively dedicated, but it wasn't too hard to nail one down last year, right? Like, looking yeah. at the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that had some, uh, you know, it had the typical, like, kind of bullshit launch games, uh, some ports, uh, Legend of Zelda, which... That ended up being uh, game of the year for most review outlets. Yeah. Um, it was the reader voted game of the year for, uh, or I guess reader, follower for uh, Mammoth Games. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's like, I guess it can't really be taken away from Breath of the Wild. I'm not a Zelda fan. Okay. I'm not a Nintendo fan. Okay. So for me, like, uh, everybody says this, sort of, 
but I think that Nintendo gets a pass. Okay. Um, I like Horizon to me was so much deeper. It's essentially the same game. Okay. Um, they both had dungeons. They both had collectibles in the environment. You had to learn how to craft stuff in both of them. You could change your outfit. You could ride a horse. You could, you know, uh, they were essentially like a very similar style of game and sort of a similar setting even. Uh, Breath of the Wild was like in a post-apocalypse sort of. Right. Uh, like post-post, like yeah. very late. Yeah, yeah that's how so, Horizon um, described their world, post-post-apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they were very similar, and I think Horizon did it better pretty much in like everywhere. Okay. Um, the one thing about Horizon that bothered me was that anytime you look at your map, there's like 15 million things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a little cluttered, but again, that's coming from a company that did Killzone, which like any given time you walked onto a map, there was one gun to pick up and three dudes to shoot. Yeah. So like <laughs> they, they, you know, I see why they overcorrected. Yeah. Um, um, it still wasn't yeah, as so, fetch questy as like, or like checklisty as like some of like the older Ubisoft games though. Like Ubisoft was true. real bad about that for a couple of years and like, it wasn't, yeah. t- it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Um, but like, especially so for a first try Zelda, like obviously completely different direction. Like they're completely open-ended, right? Like there's no waypoints at all in that game. Right. Anything that happened in the game, you had to physically go decide that you were going to go do it. So, yeah. I, I mean, so did you, did that, did you like that? Did you, do you want, because I think the sacrifice to that was a story, <laughs> right? Like the story wasn't right. really pronounced or focused because they didn't know what order you're going to do anything. So yeah, like I have to be like very carefully catered to, like, okay. <laughs> um, I always want to have like, uh, basically Skyrim was like the ideal format for me. Okay. I want to have like six or seven things that I could go do at any time, but when I'm going to do something, I want to be able to just do that. Right. Like I want to be able to set it. So like, this is my focus. This is what I'm doing. Usually in Skyrim, I would have, um, I would track a quest and then I would have like a collection quest or a fetch quest or something else. Uh, being tracked uh, like as a secondary. Right. So like if I was near a Nern route and I had to collect four Nern routes, I would grab one. Mm-hmm. But otherwise I wouldn't deviate off my path. Right. And uh, the stuff that I didn't do in Skyrim was the stuff where there's a book and it says uh, if you line these four things up in midnight, then you can get this thing. Like if there wasn't a quest for it, I didn't do it. Right. Because I don't want to have to like figure out how to play a game. <laughs> like I just want to play it. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So, like, that was a huge, like, it, that, it totally missed me on that. Like, Breath of the Wild was almost entirely uh, just, like, do it yourself and figure it out. And I hate that. Okay. Like, um, I really don't like, uh, like, I got off, I mean, I played pretty much every Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. But I was really put off by the non-story content of, like, 2 through uh, Unity, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of filler stuff like oh, like take over this base. Oh, like do like there's like a, lot a of this... rescue forty five civilians. Yeah, like... the same quest like repeated over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I didn't I, like I don't like it when it, every single second of the day you have to do this next thing and it's like here's forty eight things for you to do and collect ninety seven things and there's five thousand things you can pick up in this section of town. Like yeah, so it has to be in the middle. Yeah. Like, um. um but even like overdoing it, like the like like you were saying, some of the early uh, the uh, early Ubisoft games, specifically Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. even overdoing it is better for me than not doing it. Okay. Because in Zelda, I mean, I, I beat the tutorial and the tutorial was great, and I was like, "Whoa, dude, I'm gonna like this game." And I got off the like tutorial area and I got to the main section of the game, and I'm like, 
no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. See, uh, I don't know if I would like that or not. I'd really like to try that out. I mean, I I'm not going to get yeah. a Switch. And just so your viewers know, like, I'm primarily a PlayStation guy. Um, I, I don't mm -hmm. hate the other systems or anything. It's just, like, simply, like, I don't have the money to focus on more than one well, system. Yeah. Like, and you, like, you really tunnel down into stuff, too. Yeah, and, like, I. so here's the yeah. thing. I'm also, like, as we've talked about before, I'm a huge collector, and, like, I like collecting things. And so, like... The way my brain works is right now I own a PlayStation and so I have to get all the things that come out on that. All the hidden gems, all the big releases, right. all that stuff. If I start a franchise, I got to finish it. Like I bought one Gran Turismo, so now I got to buy all of them. Um, right. So if I buy – but the other stuff, anything coming out on Xbox or Nintendo, like doesn't exist to me. It's in a different world. Right. Like I don't want it because to me it's not real. And so, the moment I if you like if you go buy a Switch, you now have to buy seven hundred and eighty six Switch games. Exactly. Yeah, it opens up a whole Pandora's <laughs> box of stuff I have to buy, and uh, yeah, the Virtual Console when that comes, and like, okay, now I own one Nintendo yeah. system, I got on the rest of the Nintendo systems, and like, it is it is a hole I will never never climb out of, and I already exactly. will never in my lifetime be able to beat everything I own and everything I want to play on PlayStation. I can't <laughs> yeah, do that. That's for exactly how systems. I am. And so, like, <laughs> to me, I'm just like, I really like the games PlayStation releases. They cater to who, what, the, game, the games I like to play. So, like, this is a good fit for me personally. I'm just going to focus on this one. Nothing against the other mm -hmm. systems. I'm sure Zelda and right. Mario is great. I will never play them. Uh, <laughs> so, I'd be really interested to yeah. see, though, if I would enjoy that style of super open-ended, like, figure it out. Like, exp you get out of it what you put into it. Um, at the same time... Did you ever play the... Uh... Did you ever play the Mad Max game? No, I haven't. It's on my list. It's on my shelf. From like summer of 16, I yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, It's on my shelf. I haven't gotten around um, to it yet. I heard that one's... Most of the negatives on it were that it was really open-ended. Oh, really? And the story wasn't great. So that could be that style of game, maybe. Interesting. Okay. Um, but see, yeah, that's the thing, though. I'm so big on story. And so... Yeah, I, me too. I really, like... I don't... I don't think I would like how, like, loose the story has to be in Breath of the Wild because of its open-ended nature. Mm -hmm. That being said, I love the Souls games. Like, I, I mean, not the Souls games. I played Demon Souls and Bloodborne. I skipped the Dark Souls ones. Um, mm -hmm. I love Bloodborne. And Bloodborne's story is, it's also open-ended, but not in the same way. Like, it is like, right. there is a lore there and there's a specific history and you still go through events in a specific order, so it is still telling a specific mm -hmm. story. It's just, the story is just very cryptic. But like the story, well, yeah. Like you always have a goal. Like yeah. the goal may not ever pan out into something that you like or understand. Yeah. But you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like get through this weird werewolf guy. Mm -hmm. Get through this brain baby with mm -hmm. tentacles. <laughs> like and like all you know what you're yeah. you know what you're doing. And like all those know? things do tell a specific story. Like um th those uh like uh oh man I'm losing the names because it's been a while. I had Bloodborne memorized at one point. Like I mm -hmm. I could close my eye. I could so my friend would call me on the phone. And he'd be like, hey, I'm stuck in the spot. And I could give him street-by-street, turn-by-turn directions based on where he was <laughs> without looking at the wow. game. Like, I just knew Yarnum so well. And I knew everything yeah. about Bloodborne, absolutely everything. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember some of the boss's names now. It's a sad feeling to know that's fading. Uh, was it Father... Uh... Father Gascoigne was one. But I was thinking of uh, right. Amelia... <sighs> Amelia something from the, the werewolf in right. the church. And, like, I mean, she was okay. she was important. And, like where she was was important and then the things around her and like if you want to dig in there was a lot to dig into and maybe zelda's that way too uh -huh. um but because viker uh viker amelia viker amelia that's it thank you yeah. um vicar i think is the way i always pronounced it i don't know if that's right or not vicar a, Vi uh, a vicar is uh, some kind of religious okay something. it's probably vicar then 
Um, Vicar. But, uh, yeah, and I don't know, is Zelda like that? Like, is there, like, a deep lore to everything that happened? Or is it, like, just too There's a... It's a little Soulsian. It's got some, like, big boy bosses. There's, like, four, like, monster dudes that you're Mm -hmm. trying to take out. Um, So it's kind of got that vibe a little bit. Okay. Um, But, I mean, like, obviously it's, it's Zelda. It's not... Right like dark souls eight right but you know what i mean like it's it's got that kind of yeah. uh that kind of idea yeah so because i don't want to completely write that off either because that's kind of how souls is but i feel like it's still like a different thing yeah. um it is definitely something that you have to check out because it's it's uh like when people say that it's unique they're definitely correct I, it's just that most people say that in a positive way i would say in a negative okay. way. okay I, I don't like the souls games either yeah i might so. play it at a friend's house i i, I know more and more people getting switches now I, i'd be fine to go over and just like play it for a day and just kind of experience it yeah. Um, uh, I, I, same thing with Mario. I would like to just play Mario to experience it, but like I said, I'm like I'm not going to buy a Switch. So, um, right. but uh, yeah, okay. So that came out. Uh, what what else? Because um, I I honestly March, I didn't. Yeah, that was March third. That was it for me for until Assassin's Creed Origins, just because like I have no. Uh, ooh, I have I don't know. I have no money. Like that's the thing. Like I'm still okay. like without a job. So there uh, are so, yeah. so many things that I want to play that I couldn't buy. But so I, I think I didn't play anything new. I played like a lot of my backlog and I didn't touch anything new okay. until Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, yeah, March 7th was uh, Near Automata. Okay. Um, which that's one of my games that like, okay, I own it. Mm-hmm. I bought it in September. Okay. I uh, have not installed it on my system yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> like I just didn't get around to it. Like I, I had a, one of our repeat viewers and listeners and somebody we play online with uh grim reaper sage okay um he's a big fan of near uh okay. so i'm definitely gonna cool. like i got it on his recommendation pretty much cool. and i've been hearing about you know good about it for a long it's time good. so that's something that i'm really into um i've heard a lot about it so i know that it's my style of thing i just kind of mm-hmm. have to get past i don't really like those the like stylized action oh um, okay character action games like i did like uh some of the later devil may cries okay um, I played four, and then the reboot, and I played a little bit of three. Okay, it's it's but, like um, that. It's similar to that. Right. So you know that's something I can I can manage. Like I'm not uh, that style is I, like I wouldn't go out of my way to go get a new Devil May Cry probably at this point. Okay. But it's something that I can deal with. Um. Uh. So Tom Clancy's Wildlands came out. That was apparently really big. I was. Really I I wanted to play that with friends. Like I feel like that's um, just like a good buddy game. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had a really big uh, flop, which was Mass Effect Andromeda, on March twenty first. Oh my god, that's crazy! I took three days off work to play it. <laughs> did uh, imagine my surprise? <laughs> yeah. Did, so like, um, I haven't gotten to play this yet. I will get around to it one day. Is was ever was all the issues with just like how buggy it was to begin with? Like after they patched that, is the it's game a, fine or is the game itself? It was it boring? was rushed. I mean, okay. the game itself is, uh, it can't stand up to the original trilogy. Okay, it's like it's the worst Mass Effect game, but not significantly. You know okay, what I mean? I see. Like it's still fine. It's still. Uh, it, I mean, it, it happened to come out in a bad year, and right. it came out probably two months early. Yeah. Um, they had, I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff internally because I'm a, I'm a huge Bioware fan, so right. I know, like, the weird inner politics uh, of what's going on in the studio and everything. Right. And it was just, like, it was basically fucked from the start. Oh, like, really? Like, it's amazing that the game turned out as good as it is. Wow. Uh, they completely restarted twice. What? During development. Why? And it was only in development for six total years. I mean, um, you know, a game usually, a triple A game takes three or four years usually. Yeah. 
um, if you're making new stuff. Uh, like Call of Duty usually takes about two two and a half years to cycle right. a new game out. Yeah. Uh, the biggest length of time investment is usually conceptual because you usually have to know what every character is going to say yeah. at every point. You have yeah. to know pretty much what every quest is and you have to know pretty much what every character customization option is before you start making it. Right. Because that's stuff that when you have to read a line mm-hmm. coding and art for that, that that'll fuck you. Yeah. That's integral so, to development um, a game like that. Yeah. So they, they completely scrapped and started over apparently with code and art done several wow. times. So like, that's hard to ever come back from. Yeah. That's how you end up with a Duke Nukem forever. Why? Why'd they um, do that? Yeah. That's EA just said like this ain't gonna sell. That ain't gonna work. Not gonna work for me. Get that out of my face. Ah, like that's so. They had man. they had DLC that they had. Now I don't want to go as far like you know. Uh, Witcher said we're gonna make. What did they say? They they said we're gonna make two DLCs or we're gonna make three and there's gonna be a bunch of free stuff and that's it. Yeah. Um. So they knew ahead of time what it was gonna be. Bioware didn't promise that there was gonna be single player DLC for Mass Effect Andromeda, but it was very fucking heavily implied. Right. And um, they've said now that's not going to happen. Yeah. This game exists solely as a multiplayer platform for us to try to make microtransaction money off of you. Wow. And it's really concerning because actually, yeah. just to jump ahead a little bit, uh, Anthem is definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on in 2018. I have zero I'm faith that extremely be skeptical. Yeah, I have, extremely I have skeptical. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid that Bioware is getting shit on mm-hmm. because the company doesn't know how to manage them. Yeah. And it's like, they need to, if, if you need to shrink the budget to make single player games work, which is essentially EA has said that. Yeah. They've said, you know, uh, we have to have multiplayer to make money now. Yeah. Shrink the budget. You know, Bioware yeah. does not, the what Bioware is, and I, I mean, I like the games that Bioware's made. I've played everything that's come out since, you know, it's been a while since, build nice little public or something like that um i've liked every game that they've made i've at least appreciated it for what it is you know i've played all of them i've bought all of them you need to like i don't know that bioware needs to be a three studio company (laughs) maybe shrink it to one studio or make it essentially not have a studio have them three teams that are remote like little hubs Mm -hmm. that is essentially one large studio they they uh they don't need to be a multi-project company. Uh, basically, what I want is I want a Dragon Age game, and I want to wait three years, and then I want a Mass Effect game, and then I want to wait three years, and then I want a Dragon Age game. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe throw something else into the mix. Maybe make a Jade Empires too. I don't know. Yeah. But like, you know, they. I don't need a new Bioware game every year. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play a Bioware MMO because that's not what they're for. Like, right. I played the Old Republic to an extent, and. The older public was a sign that EA didn't know how to handle Bioware, <laughs> and it's like, and it's it's my favorite MMO that I've played, but I hate MMO, so that's not very good, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. Like nobody gets Mass Effect for the multiplayer. Maybe that's what you end up playing because oh, I really like this game. I love the environments. Yeah. I love the characters. I want to keep playing it, but I already beat the story, good, evil, and neutral. So like, I got everything already. So I'll play the multiplayer with my friends. I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But that is not what you got it for. Yeah. 
You know, EA is in a really bad place right now. They've done a lot of really dumb yes. things. I'm I, obviously this is like this is why Volition got closed. It's because like they didn't have faith mm-hmm. in a single player action adventure game, which is crazy because like Uncharted sells yep. super well. And well, that's like all the big stuff, and we talked about this on our last podcast as well. All the big stuff coming that people are super pumped for is single player shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's God of War, Spider Man, Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um. Kingdom Come Deliverance is yeah. one of the big things I'm looking forward to. Oh, dude, that game's so um, good. Did I say God of War already? Yeah. Uh, you know, everything that's coming that is, like, super huge. Red Dead. Yeah. So, uh, it's That's going to have multiplayer for sure. But it's people are going to get it and play the single player yeah. quite a ways through. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of live on the multiplayer the same way that people do in Mass Effect. Yeah. And it's like, that's what it's meant to be, dude. Yeah. Like, that is, like, you can put a moneymaker into single player games. Yeah. You just need to do it honestly. Yeah, and then um, it's also like I'm so worried that they bought uh, they bought Respawn because like Respawn's a really talented studio that's working on like Stig is making a character action game for them for Star Wars, and like I'm so Mm -hmm. worried they're just gonna scrap that. I can't believe they. uh, (laughs) I can't believe that after everything that those guys at Respawn have been through, that they allowed themselves to be bought. Yeah, that's that's also crazy because they specifically left Activision because they didn't want corporate because of the mismanagement. Yeah, right. And it's like, so now you went to the company that's known for mismanaging? Yeah, like the company that's the worst at it. Holy shit. Like, they figured out how to make Need for Speed into a card-based random loot box generator. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good fucking point. Like, that's so Um, insane. They they messed up every release they had this year. Every single one. They were like, how can we ruin this? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, in April... um, Go ahead. What were you gonna ask? I was me? gonna say, do you think Disney's pissed? Do you think Disney is like regretting giving them? The oh, license? Disney for sure is. I mean, we'll. I'll talk about that when we get to uh, Battlefront. Okay, cool. But uh, Disney's fucking living. Okay, cool. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, April fourth, Persona Five came out. Yes. Um, that's something that I did play. I got into it. Um, I got to like the, I don't know, third dungeon okay. boss. Um. I don't know. I, I haven't played it in a while now, okay. but uh, that's something that I'm going to be going back to for sure. It was really good, old school RPG, got yeah. some Pokemon-ish elements Dude, to I'm it. I'm so happy that you picked up uh, Persona Five because I feel like that's not typically your thing. Yeah, I, I typically like avoid too much Japanese-ness. <laughs> uh, I really didn't like Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, really? Okay. Like, well, that's. I don't know that Japan knows how to course correct at this point. I think it might be too late. <laughs> Um, but um yeah anyways like i you know yeah i, I did really like uh persona Good. um i'm looking forward to their future releases uh the the core uh shin megami tensei what six is going to be coming out yes five six um, i think it's five um yeah i'll probably check that out okay uh when that hits because I, i'm just like on board yeah. now <laughs> i'm so I'm, um, i mean i'm a little salty that that's right now switch only i mean for for a while they were ds only and i was like kind of salty is it about switch that. only yeah, man, I don't get why. It started on, like, huh. PS2. Like, I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei games yeah. for years. And, like, it's fine That's if really something weird. goes, like, on multiple platforms. But, like, it does suck when it's, like, it was on your platform and then they took it away and put it on a different platform. Um, yeah, that's kind of fucked. Because, like, as I stated before, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not just talking about Switch. Um, and yeah. so, like, I, like, Shin Megami Tensei, like, 2 or 3, like, whichever one was called Nocturne. Because I just started knowing them by their names, not by their numbers. Like, Nocturne mm-hmm. was incredible on the PS2, and then I think that was the last Shimigami Tensei Shit. game that came out on a PlayStation console. Then they all went to handhelds, and they became like really old school dungeon crawlers. 
And I was like, Interesting. okay, well, I'm not as into, like, super old-school dungeon crawlers anyway, so, like, I'm more okay with this, but I kind of think this one's going to be more in line with, like, um, kind of more like a Persona than less like the old dungeon crawlers from Mega Intensity games. Um, yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, definitely, um, I'm definitely into that, if they do that way. Yeah, because Nocturne wasn't. Nocturne was, like, a full, like game that you explored like this really interesting world like it had like a cool twisted hmm. story and then like uh, after that when they switched to the ds that's when they went like more hardcore dungeon crawler and i'm not into that but i yeah. love persona i'm so happy persona 5 is out and it's good and i, I and it nailed it yeah, yeah i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet but like just i i, I love Stylish that franchise and from everything i've heard it is the best version of that franchise so mm-hmm yep. all right um yeah april 25th uh, this is a game that we both want to get into. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch? Yes. I really want um, to play this. I heard that that kind of was like the top uh, walking simulator now. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it like hops around and does different stuff yeah. a lot. There's like some like mini games sort of built into it. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get into that. Um, I own it. <laughs> cool. I have the opposite problem. Like you don't have enough money yeah. to like uh, get all these games. I have like a, more games than I've ever owned before and I don't have time. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz uh I've been uh, oh my god. Yeah. Work uh, let me tell you, it turns out if you work at a nuclear reactor, <laughs> it's kind of busy. <laughs> like who would have thunk it? That's crazy. Um, yeah, I feel for you. Yeah, the new uh the new Prey came out May 5th. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of like end of an era sort of. What do you mean? Um the uh that kind of immersive civ uh, immersive Civ, holy shit! Immersive Sim mm-hmm. game, so that would be Dishonored, Prey, um, Deus Ex. Yep. Uh, those seem like they're pretty much over. Um, oh yeah, they just weren't oh. able to get the sales. Yeah, uh, that is the single player that is dying that people are talking yeah. about because those are all very high budget games. I'm worried like, that Beth- it takes a lot. I'm worried that Bethesda doesn't have like I Bethesda is just being held up on Skyrim sales at this point and Fallout. Yo, sales. can we get another version of Skyrim, please? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, I, it's funny to make fun of, but like, I mean, if that's what it takes to keep this company going, because they're not making money on this yeah. other, on these other other games that I like more. Right. Like they they make games that I love and they just don't sell, and I'm so worried. Like, I love how high budget yeah. Evil Within, well, uh, dude, they had a. And- praise and like yeah they don't sell within the last um like if you give bethesda a two-year period they essentially released a game from every one of their studios in every genre yeah <laughs> and like a ton of them just did shit sales yeah and it makes me so it's worried like, that's really concerning yeah, yeah. like i if an evil yeah. within three happens after the sales for the first one i'd be surprised i mean maybe that hit what their target is but that game looked way higher budget than what it sold so, yeah. uh, and saving um, Wolfenstein two did I don't even think did that well. Like not as well as I thought it would. It do. did. It hit. It hit their targets. Oh, it did didn't. It? Okay, it didn't cool. really break in like they were thinking it might yeah. because of some political shit that was going on. Like right. it got a lot of free marketing. Right. But yeah, yeah. that free marketing didn't really turn into sales as much as yeah. you would expect. I think it did slightly better than expected, but Interesting. like, okay. dude, it's fucking Wolfenstein. Like, yeah, like, how did it not do better than this? I think it would sell like just ridiculous. I mean, did Evil Within two yeah. do meet their projections? I don't know what their projections were. Do you know about that one? I'm not. I think it didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, and actually, yeah. that is, I just bought the Evil Within one, and I'm going to be playing through that because okay. I want to play two specifically. Right. But I, I'm like you, I have to do it in order. Yeah. Uh, Evil Within one. Um, I'm about halfway through Evil Within one right now. Uh, it's good. It. it uh, it, it, it was one of those cross-platform games that like, came out on PS3 and PS4, and, like, mm-hmm. you can see where the sacrifices were made. Like, the game runs at, yes. like, 15 frames per second. I'm not even kidding. 
Like, it's like the worst oh, frame rate boy. I've ever seen in a video game that like is kind of released like that. Modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Lost Lost Guardians frame rate dropped a little bit, but like I think it, it dropped at times. But I think Evil Fan runs at a consistent. 15 frames per second. Ooh. <laughs> it's, hey, man. It's a locked 15 Ma- frames. Meet the goals that you know you can hit, you know? <laughs> um, um, yeah, it just runs Okay, really so bad. yeah. Um, so in July, uh, July 25th, uh, the early access of Fortnite came out, which is... Okay. I, I like that a lot. Okay. Like, I don't I don't really get into multiplayer games, but yeah. Fortnite kind of is a little special in that regard. Looks jolly. Um, yeah. One of the games that I want to play came out on the same day, Pyre. Uh, that's okay. from uh, Supermassive, right. so the guys that made Bastion and Transistor. Okay. Um, I own it. Cool. Just haven't got around to it yet. Have um, um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just going through a list of everything. Okay, that cool. Came out. Have you have you messed around in PUBG at all? No, it's not my thing. I haven't either. It's not my thing either. I am so confused by this because it's become like a phenomenon, and I I, do, I mean I haven't played it, but like I just I don't I mean because I'm not a PC guy typically. I'm not like trying to hate on the game or anything. I just I just I don't get it. I don't. It's oh, I totally get it. It's one map and one it's, mode, like yeah, it's very streamable. It's like that's, that's how it's it's like took a fourteenth of every other game released, though. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's thirty dollars well, for a yeah. single map. I mean, it's two now, but like for a long time it was one map, and just like it's just free for all deathmatch, permadeath. Yeah, free for all deathmatch. Yeah, that's what it is. Like Call of Duty's been doing that for years, not with fifty people, but like <laughs> it's like the concept yeah. is not new and then it, it's called a battle royale game which is blatantly ripping off the movie that it was inspired by so like it, to me it seems like the most unoriginal thing I've ever seen that you can also get a similar experience yeah. in like 50 other games so like why is well, this it's just one a, so popular yeah all it is is it's the new counter strike you know I guess. Like, everybody played Counter-Strike for, like, 45 years. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I never got it. Okay, this is... Okay. I play League of Legends, so okay. let's be fair here. Okay. But, like, you know, League of Legends is, you know, realistically three maps. Yeah. It's really not fun But League of Legends is but there's free like, to play. They're charging you $30 that's true. for a single mode that you can get in other games yeah. and, uh, like, yeah, yeah. one map. It's just the new Counter-Strike. I just, I mean, it's just to me, it's just it's so weird. I just, I just don't get the hype. And I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing I have to play to understand. But like, it sounds pretty I, I self-explanatory. It yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> like, so, it's not my thing. I'm glad that it nailed it. I'm glad that it's the number one selling game on Steam. Uh, you know, I'm glad that it's breaking player records and shit. Like, that's great. Uh, it's really cool that somebody like who was a modder was able to essentially like outsell a bunch of triple a like fuck ups this year but like see uh, like that's I, really cool but i wish some motherfucking people bought prey yeah see that's the thing though like the <laughs> more work went into prey than went into PUBG. like i think that's probably an more work went fact. into one room and pray yeah than went into like, PUBG for the next two years and prey is failing in sales because everyone wants to play a yeah. PUBG one map one mode like i'm actually yeah. i'm not happy it's doing well i w- i expect more out of my game developers there are games that take years and years to make and like are so much working out of the combination of hundreds of people of work and is someone's like creative vision yeah and they are losing to a mod basically like that is that's <laughs> kind of fucked up that's a good point that's a good point uh yeah i don't know like i i always want to be on the side of like uh not to say that i don't want to say competition makes better games because mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think that's true but like one game's success doesn't necessarily take away from another game. Right. But in this case, it definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. So, um, and I okay, mean, so no, yeah, no on, shade uh, to anyone who's working hard on that game. Like, I understand there's creative people who are yeah, working yeah, on that sure. thing. I'm just saying, 
Like, like, why are people like? It's the audience's fault. Yeah, <laughs> it always is the consumer's fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. So August second, um, Tacoma. Yeah, that was great. Cool. The guys that made uh, Gone Home. Cool. Um, I actually got to talk to a couple people at that company in the past, like interview them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. I, I appreciate that a lot. I like Walking Sims. Okay. Uh, I would definitely check that one out if you're into. I don't like, think it's on PlayStation yet. Cyberpunky bullshit. I think it's still. Uh, I think it's an Xbox. Microsoft. One timed exclusive. Yeah. Microsoft uh, kind of helped some cash on that, so it might not be timed. I think it is timed. I um, because like okay. because I'm not sure. Microsoft's E3 was so tricky if it's language. Every other thing was like first on true. Xbox One, and I'm pretty sure I wrote down because yeah. uh, I did a post E3 podcast, and I, I think I wrote all that stuff down. I remember that one being a timed. So yeah, okay. I could be wrong. Um, and if I yeah. am, I apologize, but I think it's August. Fine. August was a really good month. Uh, August eighth, mm-hmm. Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Yes. Amazing. I really. That was my this. game of the year. Okay, cool. Um, really, really yeah, it was great. This. It's like concise. Okay. It it goes along. It goes on as exactly as long as it needs to. Okay. And then when it's done, it's done. Cool. Did, so they don't like drag your yeah. ass out. Did you play with headphones on? Uh, absolutely not. Oh. Too spooky. <laughs> Too spooky. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll be playing with headphones. I'll give you a post-headphone report when I get around to it. Okay. Play it in VR if you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. Um, okay, yeah. so uh, on August 15th, that was when Observer came out. That was the cyberpunk one I was talking about. That's cool. Okay. A uh, little spooky. Um, I, got, I, I was telling my friend about it and uh, somebody I worked with, and he went and picked it up, and he was... In one day, he got farther than I did, like in three Whoa. play sessions. <laughs> Uh, he just cranked through it, and he. I was like, yeah, I kind of can't tell if there's, like, enemies that can hurt you or not. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's things that can kill you. It's just really rare. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean by rare? <laughs> like, do they just, like, wander around, and if you go in the wrong room at the wrong time, you get killed? Apparently, that is what happens. <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. That's um, yeah, the 22nd of August, uh, Lost Legacy. That was great. Um, Wait, Lost Legacy? Again, like... What was that? Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was great. I uh, Did you enjoy the open world aspect to Act 4? Mm, I could have done without it. Oh, okay, interesting. I um, kind of think that's where Naughty Dog games are going. I mean, everything's kind of moving more into open world. Even God of War is going to be like slightly yeah. more open. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that Naughty Dog is going to start moving it was well done. into open world-esque things with Uncharted mechanics. So, um, Right, and I, I'm fine with that. If that's what has to happen to like keep... The, this business running yeah. then let's do it you do you know? think a um, do you think a linear like i mean hellblade i think was probably linear but like that was you know much scaled down as far as like triple a big budget games are linear games dead like totally linear like uncharted 2 god of war style like you're going down a path yeah i think i think in triple a i think it's gone i think the single linear uh i think that is left to like the kind of new double a space that hellblade created okay um, I think that's down to like Telltale style games, uh, Life is Strangey. That's certainly more linear than right. you would expect. Okay. Um, it's not quite linear, but uh, you don't go do a side quest. You know what I mean? Right. You are playing this game in the order that we want you to. Right. So yeah, yeah. I would say very linear. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be left to that kind of either that indie space or that new kind of like. Yeah. Single A or double A level. Yeah. Um, I don't it, really know a, what you'd call that. It's like, it's not B grade. Yeah. Like, Observer is a B, B grade game. Yeah. Um, it's such So there's a, something that's a little above that. Yeah, it's such a double-edged sword because the reason why this happened is because, like, there was a huge outcry. It's like, I pay $60 for games and I'm done with them in eight hours. Like, that's not right. But then, like, it cost way mm. more money 
to make a bigger game. And so like the sales right. now have to meet all the extra development costs. But like if they right. don't, then like it can like really hurt. Like so it's such a slippery slope because people want more for their sixty dollars, but they don't want to pay more than sixty. And so like and a lot of things like, mm. well, if you want it bigger than this, like it's going to cost more because like it was an eight hour experience, but it was so tight and well produced that like yeah to have that same quality stretched out over a thirty hour thing is going to cost us way more. And so like the right. game either needs to sell more or games need to cost more or we need to like make it up with microtransactions or DLC. And so it's like it's really like well it's got to end somewhere like something's got to give in one of it's these. It's time. Like, yeah. like honestly, it's time for I think. We'll get to this again. It's actually not far off, but um, the Battlefront like loot box controversy that was in several games this year, a lot of EA games. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, like I think that that has really proven that like you can like just charge me eighty dollars. Yeah, like I'll do that. Games you should know. be more expensive. Like games have not changed. The price of games has not changed with inflation, how like they have in other countries. And I mean, in that way, we're lucky since. Uh, ps2 xbox right yeah and so in that way we're lucky. i was like in the middle of those two yeah because in other countries um, like you pay like a hundred dollars for a game but like i would be fine if like triple yeah. a video games just cost 70 and like we just got used to that and then like there didn't have to be as much bullshitty like microtransaction stuff yeah in a few years make it cost 80 a few years after that make it cost 90 hopefully yeah. you know uh actually that like wall street journal or uh whatever it was that was talking about uh wage increase kind of disproves that but um you know like there's we're running into the issues now yeah and it's time to change that stage that we're at like um if selling battlefront 2 at 80 dollars means there's no loot boxes i'll pay 90 dollars. i'll get the collector's edition yeah you know what i mean so do you like do you think like the first like let's say i mean it have to be a big company to start this trend do you think it could be rockstar you can be like red dead redemption 2 is 70 dollars and like we're all just like, all right, here you go. Yeah. And then that's like I think the that, floodgates are open. Um, like now everyone can do it because like someone was yeah. brave enough to be the first one. I think Rockstar would be the one who can do it and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, like Rockstar, like it would be one of those things where you know when uh, when EA does something, everybody hates it. But then when Activision copies them a year later, everybody thinks it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's very true in like Microsoft and Apple. Yeah. Uh, so like. And you and me have had that debate. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, it's that kind of thing where it's like, I think Rockstar could say like, look, this game's 70 bucks. Sorry. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, it, it's all the uh, like extra maps and the multiplayer content really make this worth it. Like, in fact, it should be $80, but Rockstar just loves their customers. Like, <laughs> it's really going to inspire that like nerd boner thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, they could definitely get away with it. I yeah. think the company that's going to do it is EA because they're the ones getting fucked right. by the $60 title. Yeah. So I think EA is going to come out next year at some point with something and be like, uh, it's, this is, this is $75 <laughs> and everybody's going to lose their mind and EA is going to be the worst company in America again. <laughs> and then, and then Rockstar is going to release uh, Red Dead for 75 and everybody's going to love it. <laughs> that's what I foresee happening. Cool. Uh, Cause that's, you know, that's how history is worth, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first one was always the villain. So um. yeah, pretty much. Okay, so um, August 29th. August was a great month. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle on the Switch. I'm going to get it. Biggest surprise. Yeah, that um, was crazy. That's certainly biggest surprise. I mean, when I saw that at E3, I shit my brains out. Yeah, it, looks cr- it looked crazy like, good. No one expected it to. Holy hell. Um, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen was on August 29th. That's one I haven't played. Uh, if you did not play XCOM 2, I would recommend just getting that. It's pretty much standalone. Okay. Um, so uh, XCOM 2 had some issues. 
Uh, I liked it, but there was some flaws with it, and I'm over it at this point. Okay. Um, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. Like, I'm not going to go back and play War of the Chosen, but for people that didn't play the original, it's a great entry point. Um, um, did it release on consoles ever, XCOM 2? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. PS4, Xbox One. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I just picked this up. I haven't played it yet. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Yes, okay. It is so... the... I really want to play Yakuza 0. Yes. But I have to play... Not in the order that they came out, but I have to play the oldest game first. That's just how my body works. Yes, I understand. So, um, con- yeah. continue, continue. I, I, I'm just, I was really excited for you. Yeah, to bring yeah. This so up. I, I picked it up. Um, did it, did it release at like forty dollars? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because it was like the used Yakuza Kiwami was twenty five bucks, and the used Yakuza Zero was fifty four ninety nine. So yeah. I'm like, holy hell! Yeah, Yakuza Kiwami, I think uh, launched at forty because it is a, it is a ground up remake, but it's still like a remake of the first one. Right. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So it's a ground up remake of the first game. Uh, I, I am a fan of getting to play a better looking version of a game that I wanted to play in the past. Anyways, right. so like I'm definitely on board for that. Once I get through, I, I might not have to beat Kiwami to go back and play Zero, but I certainly have to get into it first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think they could do that with the entire Yakuza series because I know Yakuza yeah. Six is going to be coming out next year, this year. Yes, very soon, February. Um, so like. If if they can keep up that six month, because uh, they it was about six months in between Kiwami and Zero. Yep. So if they can if they can keep that up, they could get out like Yakuza two through five. Yeah. Within a, a year or two. So like I, that's pretty amazing. I was I was hoping you'd bring something. I have a list of games that I want to <laughs> give a shout out to if like they didn't get brought up in this conversation. And Yakuza was yeah. one of them. I've loved the Yakuza series for a long time. I'm glad it's finally getting some more notoriety. Um, the biggest mm-hmm. roadblock for a lot of people is like there is no English VO. It's you just read. Oh, it's Japanese. You got to read fuck. subs, and so like the and the whole game is like very Japanese, which oh, usually yeah. I use that as a negative. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like Yakuza <laughs> One had English VO, and like it didn't meet the sales, and so to get the rest out to the West, like that was a compromise we had as fans had to we make. We just can't pay for them actors. Yeah. Right. So and it's fine. Like we're just happy to have them because for a long time it looked like they just weren't coming to the West anymore. But like yeah, so mm-hmm. Kwame Two is. It is in development right now. So Kiwami is, Zero came out in the beginning of the year, and that's a prequel to the whole thing. Yakuza One is Yakuza Kiwami is a remake of One, an old PS2 game. Yakuza Two, same thing. I think once we get to Yakuza Three, Four, and Five, those were all on the PS3. I think they should probably mm-hmm. just release an HD collection of those instead of like yeah. doing Kiwami Three. Like you don't really need to remake that one. It was on the PS3. It doesn't look that bad. It was pretty much made it. Yeah. Yeah. So like just yeah. like a HD remaster of. 3, 4, and 5, because they're all on the PS3, would be perfect. Because mm-hmm. we never, in the West, we never got a physical copy of 5 if they just released on the PlayStation Store. So, That's really weird. So I have played 1 and 2, and I've been for years meaning to play 3. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of go in an infinite time loop. I'm going to go 1, 2, 3, <laughs> 4, 5, back to 0, then replay 1 for Kwame, then replay 2 for Kwame 2, and then I'll replay <laughs> the HD collection when that comes out. Shit. So I'm just in infinite time So Kwame is... Uh, I know Kiwami 2 is confirmed. Do we know when that's coming out? No. I mean, it will come out in Japan like a year before it comes out here. So, Ooh, that's true. Um, well, man, you don't have to do the voiceover. Come on. Yeah, I know. It still just takes a while. There's uh, a lot of text to translate. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, text. Uh, like, I mean, 6 came out like a year ago in Japan. So, Shit. Uh, yeah, like we get all of them a year late, but it's, it's better okay. not getting them at all. Well, at least we get them. Yeah. yeah so... Um, yeah, and the last, uh, August 31st, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Cool. I haven't gotten to that one yet. 
Um, I still haven't beat the original Life is Strange. Oh, yet. do that. It's it's good. I had it spoiled. Oh. So then I was like, I don't really need to play it now. Oh, okay. And now I'm like, oh shit, I need to play it because yeah. it was like it caught on. You know. <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, um. Okay, so let's get into uh, September sixth. Destiny two comes out and lets everybody down. Boo. Um. September fifteenth. Dishonored. Death of the Outsider. Yes. Probably the last Dishonored game. Oh really? So uh, um, yeah, that's just too bad. I mean, the studio is still running. Yeah. So they're doing something. Yeah, what are they going to do next? I don't know I mean, what that is. Another new IP, or like they have two options: either redo a sequel to like your established IP, or like just mm-hmm. do a new one. I think both are a really risky proposition right now, so I don't know which one. Dishonored, two, uh, battle royale mode. <laughs> that would actually be and it's cool. free to play. <laughs> what the fuck? Like using the powers? That yeah, actually. actually wait cool. a minute. That's not a. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can you imagine a multiplayer um, match with people like teleporting everywhere? God, that'd be so fun. No. <laughs> well, I would be terrible at it. Do you remember? Did you ever play the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. It would just be that. Yeah. Um, oh, um, can I make a bold yeah, prediction? So <clears throat> yes. Um, uh, my bold prediction is that Bethesda's E3 2018 press conference is entirely Elder Scrolls 6. Okay. Now, you know what? That's I'm going to hit that on uh, stuff I'm looking for in 2018. Okay, we'll get back but to that. We'll, 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 we'll loop back to that, okay. yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm just looking through timeline here. Um, Halo Wars 2 is actually something that I want to play. I had a friend that worked okay. on it. So, um, I do want to check that out. And that had a DLC come out in September. That's why I mentioned it. Okay. Ruiner was really cool. Um, okay. Devolver Digital Game. Yeah. Cuphead on September 29th, I think, totally blew people's expectations away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, guys. Like, that is such an impressive impressive feat. Like, the, uh, every frame yeah, yeah. that's hand you animated, and... it's insane. Exactly, yeah. That's that's what Night Swarm was talking about, too. Like, uh, just the uh, like the graphical achievement mm-hmm. that went on with that is, like, insane. Yeah, I don't, I actually um, don't understand how it works. <laughs> yeah. And then one of my, uh, one of my favorite games, uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Good strategy game on PC. Okay. Cool. Um, Battle Chasers Night War came out. I kickstarted that. Cool. Um, let's see. Shadow of War. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War came out October 10th. It. I don't want to say it let me down, um, but it let me down. <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> the things that they decided to fix were not necessarily the right things. Okay. Like, um, there was ways that they could have improved the game. There was like 15 ways they could have improved it. And they chose the 10 that I didn't really give a shit about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there, was, like, there was bigger issues that they could have tackled. Right. Um, but overall, good game. Uh, Evil Within 2, October 13th. Okay. Again, it's something that I really want to check out. Yep. Um, Bethesda's just been killing it lately for yeah, me. Yeah, just like the quality of their games um, is ridiculous right now. Yeah. Especially sold. South Park uh, Fractured Butthole. Okay, was, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get as into it as I was expecting, but okay. it was good. How's it compared to Stick of um, Truth? I think Stick of Truth is better. Oh, whoa. Okay, because Fractured I think that's... Hole took like eight years to come out. <laughs> Being delayed. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, what are you guys doing um, back there? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the, f- uh, the, the, the critical response has been that it's a better game, but like the individual pieces and the boldness and everything of the original game was just better. Okay. Um, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins on October 27th. Yes. Really good. Love Origins. I mean, Assassin's Creed, basically Ubisoft proved that they're like, okay, we're going to like be around. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. We're not we're not done with this shit yet. Yeah, oh no, and I'm, um, I'm so glad. Um, I <clears throat> think that, 
I mean, this game actually could have used another year. Like, if this Assassin's Creed Origins, I like what's there. A lot of things could have been polished up if they had just, like, sat mm-hmm. on it for another mm-hmm. year. Like, we could have gotten an amazing, amazing game next year. But I think definitely, like, yeah, like, you guys, they got to ease up on the release dates. It, every other year minimum yeah. now. Like, if there's another Assassin's Creed next year, I'm going to be really worried. Do you think they're going to do that, yes. though? Do you think they're willing to take another year off? I don't think so. I, th- I think, well, I mean, I think they're going to leave years in between from now on. Okay, good. Um, they had too good of a response to yeah. ignore yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, October 27th was a huge day. It had Assassin's Creed Origins, Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Super Mario, not really my thing. Um, from what I've heard, it's amazing, so good job. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, I'm still playing through it. Uh, I was just playing it actually a little bit today. Um, it's great. It's really good. Like, they understand exactly what that... Like, Wolfenstein, uh, The New Order, when that came out... Um, it, it pretty much, like, it was a new attempt at Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been Wolfenstein games this whole time. It's just that nobody gave a shit about yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. But then when that one came out, it was like, okay, we're doing something new and interesting. Mm-hmm. And let's kind of see how it goes. Yeah. And there was some spots in the game that didn't quite work right. And, you know, there was, like, yeah. a lot of homages to the older games and stuff. Yeah. And then Wolfenstein 2 was like, remember Wolfenstein? This is that. With, like, <laughs> even more cool shit in it. So, like, yeah. you start out the game in a wheelchair... And you're, like, killing Nazis in a wheelchair, and you only have 50% health. Yeah. Like, you can only get up to 50 health until, like, halfway through the game. Yeah, oh, whoa. And there's, like, there's so many, like, swap-ups, and, like, there's a... I'm not gonna play through it, because it's not, like... Again, this is, like, first-person shooter is not my preferred way to play a game. Right. So, I'm gonna, like, play through the Wolfenstein 2 story, and that's it. But there's, like, a whole uh, extra, like, side quest you can do that would, like, double the amount of length of the game. Whoa. Which I think they stri- I think they strictly put it in just for length. Huh. But it's like, e- each uh, officer that you kill has this little, like, punch card code segment that is a quote-unquote enigma code. Okay. And then you unlock uh, uber commanders with X amount of enigma codes. So you kill, I mean, like, uh, throughout the game, I've gotten, like, 40 or 50 enigma codes, cards. Okay. And to unlock the location of an Uber Commander is anywhere between, like, 2 and 10. So you can get, like, a shit ton of them. Okay. And uh, it's, like, each one is, like, you go to a new location, a new little area, you go and you hunt him down and kill him, and then it kicks you out back to your, like, home base. That's really cool. So it potentially makes the game a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And they're um, unique areas? I'm not going to do that. Uh, they're, all, they're all repeat areas from what I've seen. Oh, okay. And uh, I think there is unique areas at the ones that cost a lot. Okay. But I'm just not going to right. spend time on that because I'm just here for the story, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So skip ahead a little bit. Uh, um, Bethesda ported like everything to Switch almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, La Noir came out again. That's really cool. I'm gonna pick that up at some point. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, we've pretty much said what there is about it at this point. I think it was a good game. Um, they just totally botched it. Like, the PR could not be worse. Yeah. Well, uh, it was. It really did not do very good sales numbers. Good. Um, yeah. They got. Like, they they got deserve it. They got to learn. They'll never learn yeah. if they keep selling. And here's my biggest thing. So I've been around the block a couple times. I've. Uh, I can. Uh, I can spot trends. And that's because you can't find your front door. <laughs> and uh, I knew Mass Effect <laughs> was going to suck because I knew, like, 
I know how a company talks about a game when they have a winner and when they have something that they're trying right. to sweep under the rug. And like, there was so little about Mass Effect when it came out, and I was like, they're hiding something, and they were. And yeah, then same were. thing for this. I was like, they haven't so- shown like a second of gameplay from the story mode. That story mode is terrible. And it was. I liked the story mode. Oh, really? Like, I, you're the first person yeah. I've heard a good thing. It wasn't about. great. Um, but I, I, like, I still haven't, my total amount of multiplayer time is probably about equal to the amount of time I've spent in the story mode. Okay. Like, I just prefer story yeah, and I stuff. Yeah, I typically will only play the campaign in a lot of multiplayer shooters. Um, it's really not my thing. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, I think the game is actually really good. Okay. Um, the story, like, they tried to get a little too bold with it, I think, and there's, like, there's a lot of cutscenes that should be in place that are not. Okay. <laughs> because they're like, oh, this is about gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you, you have to have... If you have a campaign mode, you can't brag like, oh, we have a campaign this time. Yeah. And then, like, not, like, sweep all the story under the rug. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. Like, and there's so much potential <laughs> there. Like, that story they're were t- they yeah, telling. exactly. And, like, what you could do with a single-player Star Wars game like that. Like, there was so much potential. And just like, I feel like this was mm-hmm. not capitalized on. Like, I can kind of tell. Because, yep. like, they didn't... You know, if you come to E3 for multiplayer mode, like, there's something wrong with your campaign. Because multiplayer typically does not demo well at E3. So, if you can help it, you're going to... And, in fact, it didn't. They had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's... I, I think they just totally botched it. Like, my thing on the podcast, like, leading up to the release and then after the release, I was like, look, dude, if you want to play a Star Wars shooter, this is your option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the first one was not great. Uh, basically the first one, like the graphics, the sounds and the atmosphere was really good and the gameplay wasn't quite there. This one's a little bit more there. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you can certainly feel like when you're facing somebody that has like a full perfect set of cards or whatever, you're just fucked. Like you can't kill them basically. It blows my mind that um, this is your only option for Star Wars games. Like, like why are there not more Star Wars games? Oh my God. I mean, like looking at what Star Wars is. Yeah. The history of all of the Star Wars games that exist, the money, the money that you get for releasing something that says Star Wars on it, yeah. how do you fuck that up? Yeah, for real. You have to be a real idiot. Like, <laughs> the, like EA's issue is, like, they just, they don't know how to manage. And, like, mm-hmm. they go and they buy a company that's doing a great job and EA really likes what they're doing. And they'll, they'll usually, like, publish one or two games from that company, and then they'll buy it. Because they're like, we yeah. love what you guys do. Yeah. Now we're going to come in and fuck up what you do. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, if I like if I really like a restaurant, and it's like they make, like, an extremely good grilled cheese, and I go in there and get their grilled cheese all the time, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to run them out of business and, like, go home and just make grilled cheese on my own. Like, it's not going to be, it's not the same, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what EA does. Like, they're like, dude. Your games are really great. Time to fucking ruin it. <laughs> and, like, for a long time, I was, like, a staunch defender of EA. Because as they too. got, like, worst company in America, like, 15 times in a row. Yeah, I mean, they don't deserve worst like, company in America. They're still a company that makes entertainment oh, products. Certainly. Like, there are worse companies out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, But, like, they've, like, this year, they, they weren't defendable. Yeah. Like, they totally fucked it at every opportunity. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, and dude, like, I do not like Activision. I really I don't play Activision. a lot of Activision games. I don't like Activision like, either. Um, Activision kind of went for the, like, I'll just make this over and over again and keep buying mm-hmm. an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then EA was like, oh, now we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just don't, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this was a really good year for indies overall. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm looking at the release list of December, and there's really not a lot. Um, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles yep. 2, which is not my thing. Um, um, Destiny 2 had its first big DLC. Mm-hmm. Fallout 4 came out on VR. Resident Evil 7 Gold. Uh, Tiny Metal was really good, but okay. there's a lot of controversy around that game. Um, uh, why? The company is kind of like misusing their funds. Oh. They had a game kickstarted. And then they used that money, probably. It's not, this isn't proven, but mm-hmm. they probably used that money to make Tiny Metal because a publisher wanted Tiny Metal to come out. Oh. And now they're going to use their funds that they make on Tiny Metal to possibly work on this other game, but oh. they're not <laughs> talking to their Kickstarter backers. Oh, no. So, like, super fucking sketchy. Wow. Um, so, I, I'd like to give some shout outs to some games. I, I didn't imagine we we're going to get mentioned, but I do want to like let people know that these uh-huh. are good and these are out there. Uh, Gravity Rush 2 at the beginning of the year. Um, okay. Yep. Check it out if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, there's really nothing right. like Gravity Rush, so I can't compare it to anything. But like, watch the trailer, watch some gameplay. You'll know if you like it just by looking at it. Like, it's fun. Yeah. Play Gravity Rush Run on the Vita. Like, it's Gravity Rush Two. Like, scaled up for the PS4. Like, it's a good time. Uh, we mm-hmm. we covered uh, uh, Yakuza. We covered Near. Uh, there's you know yep. great like oh uh, Neo was also like a, a big thing this year. If you're like into Souls okay. type games, check out Neo. Yep. And then the last thing that I really want to sing the praises of is Danganronpa V3. So mm-hmm. I love the Danganronpa series. They were only on Vita okay. for a while. Now you can get them on Vita or PS4. Uh, there's a collection yeah. for the first two on the PS4, and it's all of them are just available standalone on the Vita. They are, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the spinoff, uh, the main three games are their visual novels, but like they're more interesting than that. You still do walk around and you interact with different people, but like. The okay. story that it's telling is so interesting and so cool. It's um, the mm. major premise of Danganronpa is um, there's a high school and all these students go. It's a very Japanese game. Uh, there's a high school and yes. all these students go in and they're all the best of something. Like this school only takes the best of the best. It's a prodigy school, and so like mm-hmm. there's the best like the world, the prodigy of baseball and like the prodigy of business and like the prodigy, prodigy of like there's weird ones too of like. Uh, prodigy of like um fortune telling and stuff like they're not all like specifically academic things but um they get in there uh they 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 they're all knocked out and they wake up and they're all in this room together and there's only the 16 of them or 15 of them and Mm -hmm. they're the they're told that they are locked in the school and only one of them may graduate in order to graduate you have to kill another classmate but you have to kill him Uh you have to kill him and get away with it so it's not just like a battle royale. It's like um, you have to do it sneakily because if you get caught – because after a body is found, there's a time for everyone else to investigate. Then after that, there's a class uh-huh. trial in which all of you have to cross-examine each other and come up with the, um, oh with the killer. If you, can't, if you pick the wrong person, if you convict the wrong killer, everyone gets killed and the killer gets to walk free. If – you pick the killer, the killer gets killed, and everyone goes back to the school life until there's another murder. And That's amazing. So the story is so good. It's so interesting. And then so in Danganronpa 2, like, it's the same premise, but they twist everything around so much that it's like it doesn't feel like it's just a, like, a same sequel. Like they, It's not like a rehash. Yeah, yeah. they really they, 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 they take what you know about the first one, and they put it on its head to bring you something that you don't expect. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played Ultra Despair Girls, which is the spinoff, and I believe that's a third-person shooter. Uh, and then Danganron- and then there was an anime that wrapped up the story of one and two. Holy hell! And then three is supposedly like a new thing. Like so, like the anime wrapped up the story that one and two was telling because they're very closely connected. And then apparently three mm-hmm. is like just like the next step of like what's going on in this universe. So, 
Okay, um, that's really cool. Yeah, so... Uh, you might have turned me around on that, because that was one that uh, me and Night Swarm had some jokes about. Oh, really? Doggone <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> uh, it's just like... That's a lot of the stuff is like so Japanese that it's like, oh boy, this like seems like dangerous territory, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but, get uh, that. I get that. It's not. I mean, it sounds like it pulled it off. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. A su- I mean, if you can get over the anime aesthetic, it's not like a super fan service thing. It's not like a dating sim. It's not like a. It's. It, oh, if it's not a dating sim, I'm out. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's not like a fan service thing. Uh, Dude, you're gonna love Doki Doki. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm excited for that. Um, but like, it's not. Any Guys, of that. you gotta. Oh my god. Everybody has to play it. Like, uh, Danganronpa is not like anything I've ever played before. And like I said, it is a lot of reading. It is mostly a visual novel, but the interactive elements work in with it so well that it's like, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a long game too. I'll tell you, like, they're like 40 hour games. Uh, Holy shit. Okay, I might be in, I might be in on that. What, did, what all did that release for? Uh, Vita and PlayStation 4. So, That'd be great on Switch. Um, yeah, it, it would Just work saying. well on Switch, actually. But yeah, so if you get if you on PS4, it is called um, Reloaded, Danganronpa One and Two Reloaded, and then Three just came out proper on each of them. And I think Ultra Despair Girls is also for both, and it's just a standalone. So um, yeah, um, V3, it's V3. So yeah, Danganronpa V3 because the anime was called Danganronpa Three, and so I think they oh. just didn't plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, certainly not. Oh shit, a Put third game of a franchise shit on the Switch. <laughs> Um, yeah, it would work pretty well on the Switch. Um, it's only ever been released... Doggone Grandpa. Doggone yeah. Grandpa. It's only ever been released on it's PlayStation. On I don't think there's any kind of exclusivity deal, but, like, it is weird that it's, like, the only thing. It's just released on Vita. Damn it. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, the art looks really good. Like, I don't think the game could run on a DS, like, without making some considerable, like, or 3DS... Well, certainly not on a DS, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, 3DS without making some considerable graphical concessions. Because they were really excited that on the PS4 version that the textures could be 4K now. Like, they were really excited mm-hmm. that their art could look that good now. So, but yeah, I could absolutely see a switchboard coming, um, especially if three yeah. sold well. So, and what was the one that included the first two? Uh, Danganronpa Reloaded, one and two reloaded for the PS4. Uh, one and two reloaded for the PS4. I might have to get all of those. Cool. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I already don't have any free time, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. One of them's on the VR. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 12 there's like twenty something manga books for Danganronpa. Whoa! And there's five novels. Whoa! Oh my God! They're in Japanese only. It looks like. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Holy shit! There's an anime. <laughs> there's there's a, yeah. There's an anime of the first season, but it doesn't do it justice. Or sorry, there's an anime that takes it, it recaps the events of the first game, but it doesn't really do it justice. It's a nice recap if mm. you've already played it, but that's not the first way you should experience it. And then yes. um, the VR one is actually just a, it's a tech demo. It's just, it's a recreation of one of the trials from the first games. And it's okay. so fucking crazy. Like, I really could see, like, the next one being a VR title. Like, that's the next logical step for that game. Um, that, could, that could be really sick. But, um, yeah, I liked it on my Vita because, like, it was, since it's mostly reading, because a lot of it is just the, you know, the visual novel aspect, like, I would sit down in my bed. I would just like curl up under my covers and it'd just be like I was reading a book at night, except you know I was playing a game. But um, so I think it works best on a handheld. But uh, yeah, if you don't have access to a Vita, like I think it's still worth checking out on the PS4. One and two reloaded is forty bucks. That ain't bad. Yep. So this shit's all getting on my wish list right now. <laughs> cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I uh, I convinced at least one person to check it out. I hope you're not disappointed. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I love. A, I would love a report on that. Like after you play it for a little bit, let me know. Like if if you're digging it. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, was that was that all you had for? Uh, yeah. The those, previous. Yeah. Those are all mine. Okay. Hidden gems of the year. So, uh, what what's some of the biggest stuff you're looking forward to in the near to undetermined future? Um. So. Uh. Actually. Um. I, God of War is my most anticipated. I've been a huge fan of that franchise for a long time. God of War is what got me into video games. Like, I could not be more excited right. for that. Um, yeah. Outside of the obvious picks, because, um, you know, I've got Roar, Redemption, Last of Us. Like, all, I don't even think Last of Us is going out next year. But, like, I mean, there's some obvious mm. picks. I want to talk about a game that, like, maybe you're not expecting, maybe people aren't hyped for, but they should be, is right. Dreams. I got uh-huh. to check yep. out Dreams at PSX. It is incredible. They have put like every kind of creation tool you could ever want in this game. There's like there's yeah. a level editor, there's a model editor. You can like just model stuff out. Like there is a music software, there is a music editing software in this thing. You can it is basically Fruity Loops. They include a copy of Fruity Loops with your dreams. <laughs> and it is so user friendly. It is insane. The amount of stuff I am gonna make of dreams, like I my, my mind is spinning with this. Like I am literally like and it's, it's so set up well. Like, you could make a short film in Dreams, and you can just, like, with the share button, you can just, like, export to YouTube or whatever. You can... Um, How do I put a price tag on that shit, though? <laughs> uh, well, you're, so you're not going to be able to sell it, but, like, um, that, 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 well, I mean, maybe eventually they said, like, they might allow you to monetize your content, but that's not really the point. The point is just to be able to create mm-hmm. things and share things, not create things and sell things. But, like, I mean... If you're just like the kind of creative person who you just want to make that kind of stuff, I mean, you can AdSense the YouTube video if you want to upload the you know short film to YouTube and AdSense it. Um, but yeah. also like That's true. Uh, not f- off the gate, but you're going to eventually you're going to be able to export your songs, and then like in the meantime, you can always just post a YouTube video and then extract the the MP3. But like you're going to be able to make a song in Dreams and then export it and then just post it on your SoundCloud, mm. like. Straight to my SoundCloud, baby. Yeah, there is going to be so many people who, like, I could definitely see, like, Dreams becoming, like, this big phenomenon where, like, it's like, oh, like, this DJ you love? Yeah, he got started making songs in Dreams. Or, like, this short film director who's, like, short film got nominated for an Oscar short film. Like, it was made in Dreams. And, like, also, Mm -hmm. like, as, like, a level designing tool, it's so good and robust. And I'm absolutely, like, as someone who makes games, like, I'm going to start prototyping shit in Dreams because it's quicker and easier to prototype in that than it is in Unreal. And so then I'm going to make mm. something that works in Dreams and I'm going to remake it in Unreal because like it's so quick and easy to do. Like I sat there for like an hour watching him make this level and he made like this full like third person adventure level in an hour. And granted, I mean he's a developer, he's familiar with the tools, but like it, it wow. didn't seem hard to follow along what he was doing. It, there is going to be a learning curve because there is so much there. But it, it doesn't seem it is not as hard to figure out as a game engine. It's not as hard to figure out as Fruity Loops. Like it is made to be user friendly, and like I, mm-hmm. I really want Dreams to catch on. I'm very excited for it. Um, I think like the it's the kind of thing where it's like it's gonna be great when it comes out, but it's gonna be even better a year down the road when they've updated a bunch of stuff. When people have had like a community has had a lot of time with it, and people are making just really crazy interesting things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's infinite three platformers, you know. <laughs> like right. it's so crazy i'm so stoked for dreams yeah that's really cool because that like that was something that i was really like what happened to this and where is it going and is it ever coming back yeah they've just been quietly working on it apparently they've been doing like a lot of live streams and stuff but like at psx is when they really started to blow it up like 
like this is coming it's gonna be soon so the vr it's also gonna have a you're gonna be able to make vr stuff too like some levels will be playable in vr some of their story content and then like you can make a vr game in dreams and uh that's not going to be available at launch that's going to be patched in later they said but yeah like it's just the kind of thing where it's just like it just took a long time to build these tools and make them user friendly and like Mm -hmm. so now that's finally Mm -hmm. done like it will be launching like in 2018 i assume probably like early fall late summer um it's uh they didn't have a release date but that's just kind of what it felt like um they're uh um they're gonna have a story in there so if you're the kind of person you're like ah man like i, I don't know if that's a creative like i don't like making stuff like that there's gonna be a full campaign uh just like in little big mm-hmm. planet like wow there's gonna be like three distinct things there's like a noir one like a sci-fi one like, i don't remember exactly but like there's a campaign that stretches like three different themes um okay. and then like you know after that game's out for like a month there's gonna be some dope shit to just like download and play or like stream and play straight off like uh-huh. you know the community store so uh yeah that's that's gonna be something to look out for uh if, if you've been cool. if you're out there and you've been sleeping on dreams like pay attention to it um so what about you mm-hmm. um yeah there's a couple things that i'm really into um yeah i definitely want to see that god of war big bad boy um I'm excited, like, Game Informer actually uh, might be a good resource to check out. They had a whole month of coverage going on. It's their uh, new uh, cover. Yeah, yeah, it's February, So uh, there's a lot of really interesting, like, behind-the-scenes stuff to see there. Yeah. Um, Vampire, which is the uh, Don't Nod uh, vampire game set in the, uh, what, like, the, um, it's kind of like steampunky looking uh, Victorian era. Yeah, 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 from the makers of Life Uh, is Strange. I think it's during the Spanish flu or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, Life is Strange and uh, Remember Me. (laughs) Yeah, this is such Um, a good title. I'm super into that. Yeah. Um, They got a range. Uh, They have a a hell of a range. I mean, uh, it's really interesting. And it's all, like, totally different styles of games, too. Um, So I'm into that. Kingdom Come Deliverance I'm really looking forward to. That should be early next month, I think. Yeah. Um, That's something I kick-started. Okay. And uh, I was just looking at it the other day. Um, let me go to my Kickstarter so I can accurately meme this. <laughs> um, but uh, it's like a um, medieval uh, action RPG, I guess. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm really excited to see that game. I, I've played a little bit of the alpha because I had that access. Um, yeah, so uh, it was in uh, 2014 wow. that I backed it. Wow. And on it, it says estimated delivery, December 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this game's been long and coming. Um, it's going to be 60 bucks when it comes out. Uh, I'm in it for about $30. Wow. And I'm getting a, a, a physical deluxe edition or whatever. That's awesome. So um, I'm like super excited to uh, finally get my hands on this thing that I've been kind of watching it develop for a long time. Yeah. I can't play games too much. Right when they're about to come out, just because I'll like, I'll get over it, I guess. Okay. So like, I played the alpha about a year ago. Okay. Um, and I haven't played it. I haven't touched it since then. So, I'm really excited to finally see um, this game that's had all this work put into it. I'm I'm super pumped for that. Cool. Um, otherwise, yeah, like you said, I think that I think there's going to be a Bethesda announcement and possibly a release. Okay. Um, kind of the style that they did Fallout yeah. 4 was like, yeah, yeah. hey, we're working on Fallout 4. Also, uh, it's coming out in a couple months. Yeah, Valenwood coming in November. Count on it, guys. Like, mark your calendars right now. Yeah, I'm really expecting that. Um, I, they're for sure going to make an announcement this year because if they don't, like, 
there's not any more fucking systems for Skyrim to be put on. <laughs> so they're going to go bankrupt if they don't put something out this year. Right. Well, also, just, like, all their studios are tapped, man. <laughs> like, it's impossible. They all release something within, like, two or three years. Yeah, it's impossible for like, any of them to literally have everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I, they're, like, machine games can't have anything this yeah. tight after yeah. Wolfenstein. There could maybe be a DLC, because they did that for the first oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Old Blood, like, standalone. Yeah. They could possibly do that, and I would be into that. Yeah. Um, there's no way we see anything from about Dishonored, because they just no. did the standalone DLC, yeah. and even that didn't do very well. Right. Yeah. No, that's done. Um, right. It's too. There's early no way team. we see. There could possibly be DLC for Evil Within. Okay. Um, they did that in the past. Do you think there could be there's DLC? No for way Prey? we see anything about Prey. No. Okay. <laughs> it's way too late. Yeah. We would have. We would have heard about it by now. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. Is... I, and I think Prey just was so under target. I, I think that it would be kind of dangerous to touch it at this point. Is Battleborn dead? They're like team. It better be. <laughs> uh, was... I'm pretty sure that got. I'm pretty sure that got. It, it either has been shuttered or it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, it was, didn't look like um, it was my I, thing I either. That's... But yeah. Um... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I think like 2018. It's every few years. Like, um, we pretty much know everything that's going to come out. And it's just like a good year, and you expect it yeah. to be good, and it's good. Yeah. Uh, I think 2017 was a year where there's a lot of unexpected, like, huge hits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and there was some stuff that you were expecting to be really good that didn't really make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think 2018 is going to be like a predictable the year. Foreseen, yeah, like the the year of destiny. You know, like we know what's coming out. Here's the stuff. Here it is. Oh wow, it was really good. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man's um, gonna be great. Count on it. Red um, Dead's gonna be game of the year. Yeah, it's unbeatable. I am. I mean, I'm pulling for God of War to usurp it, but I don't think it's going to. Um, I don't think God of War has a big enough market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I think God of War is gonna be extremely good. Yeah. I think Spider Man's gonna be really good. I think yeah. Last of Us. I don't think Last of Us is coming out. No, next I don't year. think Last of Us is either. Uh, I I I like strongly believe that Kingdom Hearts three is happening this year. Oh my God! It better. Like it just—they can't delay that anymore. And like they said, they're not talking about seven remake until th- uh, Kingdom Hearts three comes out. So like, uh, December of twenty twenty three, Kingdom Hearts three will come out. <laughs> um, actually, I was talking about my friend about this earlier. I think it'd be a good idea to um, uh, have Final Fantasy seven be a PS five launch game. Uh, I think that'd be smart. That'd be yeah. smart as hell. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I I also like, I don't like. I feel like we're going to hear about some new consoles soon, and I really don't want to. I don't want to either, but it is inevitable. I mean, um, 2020, I'm hoping, like, if the PS5 doesn't come out till 2020, like, I'm I'm okay with that. Like, I don't want That would it, be okay. Yeah, I don't want yeah. it that soon, but, like, that's as soon as I can take it. If they're, if they're next year, man, I can't deal. I can't deal. Because it feels like this generation yeah. is just now really hitting its stride. Like, everyone knows these systems really well. They're making games yes. that are, like, really tailored to it, like... No, we're getting all these new announcements. Ghost of Tsushima, Days Gone, VR, Last of Us Two. Uh, VR is on the VR. right on the edge of hitting mainstream. Yeah, VR, like, because um, and I think PlayStation's really pushed that. Yeah, we're really moving, man. Like, this is we're in a good spot right now. Like, kind of keep this going. I mean, 2021 or yeah. 2022 would be perfect, but like, yeah, I don't know. And also, they're still selling consoles are still selling, so like, I don't think it's a good idea to release a new one right now. Yeah, like, um, I think the like mid-tier step up with the ps4 pro and the xbox one x is really smart yeah and i think like let's just stick to that yeah like let's not fuck with that yeah, too yeah. much because 
um, that seemed they seem to have done pretty good. Like yeah. the PS4 Pro, I know was kind of underperformed at first, but yeah. I think it caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Xbox One X pretty much hit what they were expecting, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah, I think it like maybe just keep doing increments for a while. No, I don't want to. Again, increments. the issue with <laughs> the issue with the PS5 mm-hmm. is going to be, um, you know, it's going to be that thing that's like, here's this new game. Like, you can't play it on the PS4, and you, like, split your audience again. Yeah. Well, see, so here's the thing. I think Nintendo Switch really changed the game as far as, like, what you should expect out of year one from a console. Um, Uh And I think when the PS5 launches, it needs needs Horizon 2. I think Horizon 2 has to be a launch title for the PS5. And yeah, and it needs another Final else. Fantasy Seven should be. It needs a Mario. Like it needs a thing that comes out a couple months after the system came out, but still like fresh enough to mm-hmm. like entice new people to buy it. And like I think that would be like Final, like I think Final Fantasy Seven and Horizon Two would be such a good combo. And also the reason I really think Seven should wait for PS Five at this point is because mm-hmm. um, it's going to be three parts, and your save data has to carry over. So like if you buy it right. on the PS4 and then part 2 and 3 are on on the PS5 that doesn't work. And so they either all have to be able to come out before PS5 is a thing or mm-hmm. they have to wait until next gen. It's got to be one or the other. It can't be split. Um Right. So yeah, right. um also like Death Stranding like I believe that's coming out on PS4 still. Like that's probably going to be that's probably going to be the last of us of the PS4. It's going to be like the last really big first party funded title. Mm-hmm. on that system so um, yeah you're probably right uh 2019 though no sooner than that um Sh- ghost of shishima i think is 2019 uh and i think days gone might be this yeah. year it might be next year i don't know like it'd be weird to have both of your post-apocalyptic zombie games come out in the same year you know what i mean yeah. unless last of us 2 i can see it happening is you, you think last of us 2 is 2020 you think that's that far out um I don't know. Um, um, I think I think 2019 would be good for it. Yeah. I, I mean, people would want it in 2018, but I think 2019 is more realistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely not coming out in 2018. It's just the difference between 2019 and 2020. Um, on the other side of the pond, not to make this you know all PlayStation focused. Uh, I'm not going to get this, mm-hmm. but like Sea of Thieves looks dope. Yeah, like I think Sea of Thieves is. Um, just gonna miss what it was aiming for. Like, I don't have any evidence for that. Uh, do you think it's <laughs> just gonna be? A, like, you think it's gonna be very um uh, uh no man's sky type deal? Yeah, I think it's gonna be like it promised X, and mm-hmm. in reality, I think the failure with a lot of games now is that it's only fun if all your friends play it properly. With yeah, you. which is my biggest fear of Anthem. It's like that's a massive issue. Yeah. So that's man. That's why I'm not excited for Anthem at all because like I feel like it's chasing a Destiny market, a market that's already getting tired of it, and it's yes. like it's gonna be so focused on the multiplayer stuff that's like the gameplay is gonna be fun. Like flying around on jetpacks is gonna be solid, but like I don't think there's gonna be anything yeah. fun to do in that world. I don't think like the missions yeah. are gonna be interesting. I think they're all gonna be like multiplayer fetch questy type deals, and like the story is gonna be kind of be like yep. Really, that's that's definitely what I'm worried yeah. about. For like, I think for, and if I think for Bethesda or uh, Bioware story, it's gonna be underwhelming. Like from what we come mm. to expect from Bioware, because it has to be so focused on multiplayer that it's just gonna end up being like kind of, you know, too called. Yeah, I don't, I I don't think that what Bioware is, what their company's about, what they're after, I don't think they can hit some of the shit that people are putting on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, I just don't think they're the, like, next Call of Duty studio. They're not. They're, they were a niche RPG studio, and they did that really, really well. Uh-huh. And then, like, Mass Effect, like, really brought them into, like, the mainstream. And then, like, they right. kind of got out of their depths. They kind of got, like, out of what they did well because there was all this pressure from, like new Mm -hmm. fans to like deliver this thing that's why like i don't like really the direction mass effect 2 went like mass effect 1 was an rpg like you it was so numbers driven if you picked up a sniper rifle like you basically couldn't aim that thing at all until you got that stat (laughs) up and then even after you did that you would misfire like sometimes you'd have a headshot lined up Mm -hmm. you'd take it and you would miss because the gun would either misfire or like the gun would just miss because it was still numbers based like you didn't hit every shot you made because it was still like rng a little bit and like that right. made it so interesting, and it was really, like, it was one of its kind. And then, like, Mass Effect 2 was a third-person shooter first in an RPG second. And, like, mm-hmm. that really bummed me out. Yeah, like, I liked, um, I liked Bioware's evolution up to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that tipping point was Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. Because it was, like, I'm not, like, it was good. Like, I played it. It's, it's the same thing with uh, Andromeda. It's like, okay, I see that you were told to make an open world game. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's it's not really nailing it for me. Right. Like, there's there's something else that needs to be done here. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, like, I'm afraid they'll never get back to their groove. Because it's like, that's not where the money is anymore. Yeah, EA's got change. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, but, yeah, it's, it's, so we'll see. I mean, there's, there's so much to, to look forward to, though. Um, if, uh, and I feel like, I mean, at some point... EA's got to learn, right? Like, at some point, it's going to start hitting their wallet. Uh, I mean, they've taken... Uh, EA... Part of the issue is that EA can take... They can afford to take a hit to the wallet. Yeah. And they'll survive. And, like, we need to kind of make it so they can't. <laughs> like, they need to just learn, like, no, dude, you have to, like, make a product that people want. Yeah. You can't just make what you want. And then... And then get your X number of dollars for yeah, it. Yeah, then they learn the wrong lessons from their failures. Like... Uh, right. Mirror's Edge Catalyst didn't do well and what they learned from that is oh single player story focused games don't sell but like that wasn't the issue with Catalyst it was the issue is that like you didn't fix anything from uh, from uh, Mirror's Edge 1 you just made it open world like there were issues right. with Mirror's Edge 1 that they could have addressed and instead of doing any of that they just took the same game they made open world like mm-hmm. so like I liked Mirror's Edge Catalyst because I liked Mirror's Edge, but, like, I had the same issues. Like, I'd still give it, like, a 7 because, like, it's, like, right. this was a great concept and then you didn't do anything with it. Like, you just... You and then st- you botched it. Yeah, right. you stopped it. Like, we have a great idea <laughs> and then you never followed through on things. It's understandable for Mirror's Edge, the original, because it's, like, that was your first attempt at it. But then just, to, like, mm-hmm. to not address any of these things in the sequel, like, that's your problem. It wasn't that single-player games don't sell. It's that you didn't do a single-player game good enough. It's like, you didn't do it right. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, they learn the um, wrong lessons from their mistakes, which is really frustrating. Yeah, that's not good. And, like, um, so, yeah, like, that was that was where Disney stepped in. It, it actually is true that Disney said, like, okay, dude, you're really fucking the Star Wars brand. Like, cut that shit out. Yeah. It, and that's when they disabled loot boxes, and they have not been re-enabled. Yeah. Like, they're still disabled. So, yeah. um, hopefully, like, again, you would think... That when the people that are, like, graciously letting you use this multi-billion dollar property yeah. come in and say, like, uh, that's not good, don't do that, yeah. you would think you'd be like, oh, okay, I won't do that. Yeah. But instead, EA's like, time to double down. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, it's really weird. I don't get it. And I also, I think understand. probably their, 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 their mindset probably is, like, they don't make 
the same amount of money off of Star Wars property that they make off of like their original IP because they have to pay royalty fees or they have to right. like, pay a lot for that license. So in their mind, they're trying to make up that difference. They still want to make the same amount of money despite the fact that they have to give a cut to Disney now. So uh-huh. they're like, oh, well, how can we make this up? Clearly, we'll make it up in these microtransactions. It's worked for us in the past. People get mad, but it doesn't affect yeah. sales. And like, this is the first time we're like, no, it affected sales because you went too far. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, it's just that. Um, and the EA has that problem a lot. Like, EA doesn't have very many original IPs. They license a lot of stuff. They're best-selling games every year are licensed games. They have to pay royalties to, like, to the NFL and to FIFA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Battlefront, you know, is their own thing and stuff. But, like, besides that, and Need for Speed is, but, like, a lot of what they make is licensed games. And like, you don't make the same money off those. So That's true. Uh, so that's part of the problem. But, yeah. Um, it's crazy because I like a lot of EA games. Like, EA goes through phases of me, like, really liking them and really hating them. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's how I am with them too. So, um, but God, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Is is that it for 2018? Is that all the the big things? I think so. Um, cool. You know, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot more. Yeah. Like there's stuff we, we don't know about. Kind of have to just like keep our eyes peeled yeah. oh, to see what else is coming. Real quick, actually, uh, because it's very soon uh-huh. 2018. Um, uh, are you excited for Monster Hunter World? Are you gonna dive in? Uh, we we played the beta for it or alpha, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did not play the second one. I didn't even complete all the hunts in the first one. Okay. Uh, after getting into it, it's just not my style. Okay. I'm um, worried. It's a little too like Soulsy combat. Okay. Like I really hate that like slow chunky combat. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I know um, what you mean. I'm worried about it. A little it. too methodical. I'm worried about it because I haven't liked the ones in the past, but I'm hoping like they change enough in this one because like my roommate loves Monster Hunter and so like I, he's okay. really wants to play it with me and so like I think I'm just gonna roll the dice on it. Um, but like I'm, I am worried. Yeah, but... I played uh, I played the first one on PS2 mm-hmm. or at least the first one that I, I knew yeah. of. Um, I, I it was okay, and I was like, all right, I can see where this game could get really cool, and then they went in like the opposite direction for me. Oh. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. And then lastly, are that's, you, that's been known to happen. Lastly, are you going to buy Shadow of the Colossus? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah, except like, for that. Again, that's another one kind of like Red Dead. Like, yeah. it's it's a rebuild. Like, it's not an HD remake. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a full redone game. Yeah. They're redoing code. They're redoing all yeah. the art assets. Yeah. I mean, they're changing up some of it. They're adding in Ground possibly some new yeah. monsters. You mean like, wait. So like, like Red Dead? What do you mean by that? Oh, well, by that I meant, like, like Red Dead, I think it's kind of cheap to say. Because, oh, like, right. obviously I'm going to like this game because yeah, yeah. it's one of my favorite games. Oh, okay, like, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah. again, like with Mass Effect, or if, if, if a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect are going to come out, mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy it. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if it sucks. Yeah. I think back... <laughs> like, it's not about the quality of the yeah. game, it's about what it is. I think back to, like, that original, because now it's a known quantity, we know people like it, but, like... Back when Fumato Eda made the decision to not have any enemies in the game except for bosses, like that was mm. such like a risky move. Like yeah. that could have easily not worked out just as well as it worked out beautifully. So, well, also part of my thing too is that uh, Last Guardian didn't really land for me. Oh, okay. Um, I liked it, but I was like, I, I expected to like it a lot more. Okay. Um, I really didn't like uh, Eco or Ico or whatever. Trico. Um. No, the original. Oh, uh, Eco. Oh, yeah, Eco. Company. Okay. I hated Eco. Oh, no. Um, so, I really don't like games where you have, like, a useless ally. So, that's basically the useless ally of the game. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, so Last Guardian was, was okay. Like, I see what it was going for, and it nailed that. Like, having the independent, like, intelligent mm-hmm. creature yeah. that's, like, the last of its kind of a dying breed and yeah. everything. Like, I really am into that, but it's the controls were a little wonky. Like, yeah. It's a lot of my issues with games this year were like if I just wait a fucking month for them to patch it, it'll be a better game. But I have to get it that day, like an asshole. Um, well, I mean, the like, they were not patching controls. The controls are clunky by design. Um, I don't like it. All Fumato games are like that. I mean, Shadow was like that too. Like it is it is perfect. It is uh, clumsy on purpose. Um, a, well, I don't know. Like um, we'll have to see how the new game is actually because they've said they've they, tightened up some controls it, in yeah. certain places. They're changing the controls, but there is a button that will like. There's a setting where you can play it yeah. as as close to the original as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can switch between like the old controls and the new one, and the new ones are like fluid. It's not as clunky. I mean, like this, uh, like in to Fumeoeda, like if you're playing as a little kid, you're clumsy. So like he wanted that to like come across in the way you control and stuff, and that always kind yeah. of like that was it was always like a just a creative decision he made. And some people hate mm-hmm. it, and some people like it. So like it really is like if you hate well, it, I don't like, know. I like, understand. Like, I think. Like, in the PS2 era, controls were clunky. So, like, that maybe that didn't come across as much. Like, mm. Shadow of the Classes was a little clunky for its time. But, like, go back and play God of War 1. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, people really tend to underestimate, like, how much games change year to yeah. year. It's a huge difference. Oh, wait, you don't think God of War and, 1 holds um, up? Well, I mean, it certainly holds up. Yeah. I think the controls don't hold up. Oh, okay. Because... How could they? I mean, like the same way, like the graphics don't hold up. That doesn't mean the yeah, game's Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have an issue. You know? Like I play, and like I don't, I'm not, you know, accidentally doing anything. Like I'm still fine with the controls. I got a war one. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's you can tell it's dated. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, and, but that's that's true of anything. Yeah. Like there's games that came out last year that are dated. Yeah, you know, so like <laughs> yeah. there's games that came out this year that are dated. So you know, th- yeah. that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but like in Shadow, I think that. It was only slightly worse in controls compared to its own era. Okay. So, like, The Last Guardian is significantly worse in controls compared to its own era. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is essentially still Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. uh, Level controls. Yes. So, that's rough for a game that came out, like, almost a decade later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's probably the first time where, like, people felt that decision the hardest because, like... It was right. like you, you couldn't because you all of its yeah. contemporary games were so much right. ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I mean, some, yeah, some people do that. hate that, and I can't fault anyone for that. That's totally understandable. Like just like being yeah. frustrated with that. Um, so cool. And that is a thing too. Like there is something to say for like being willing to die on the hill for your creative decisions. Yeah, that's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I. You I know, love like it. go for it. <laughs> uh, that's what Bloodborne and uh, Dark Souls. They're like, look, dude, the game's hard. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know they were they were willing to die for that, yeah. and they I mean, it certainly paid off in their uh, yeah. instance in that instance. Oh, actually, you think it's going to be Bloodborne two coming out? No. Or what do you think? Um, I actually i I can't say anything. I'll I'll, yeah. Okay. Um, It'll be too long. Uh, I I, I just I, I don't want to get into it right now. It's going to be like a whole okay. long conversation. So like I'll just I'll talk to you later. Like it's just like I have hang out so, for the separate. We're going to make a whole other podcast. Yeah, I have so much to say about that. I just I, I can't get into it now. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do want to say though, actually like sleeper anticipated game. Cause it's not even announced yet. Devil May Cry five. I strongly believe is coming out next year. 
I think that I think it'll exist. And for I am sure. so uh, ready. I love Devil May Cry. I love character action games. We have not had a straight up character action game this generation, and I am so pumped for it. I mean, you gonna get uh, Bayonetta three? No, because it's on Switch only. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's right. unfortunate. That's, the Switch only shit's really throwing me off. Yeah, that, it, like the Bayonetta hurts the hardest because again, it's a franchise I had and it was taken away from me. There's no ill will because yeah. like it only existed because Nintendo was willing to pay for it. Like Bayonetta two would not have happened right. without Nintendo. So like, I'm glad the franchise right. is still going. I'm sad I will never play it again. But like, you know, I wish it all the best of luck. Like, I love those kind of games. So if it does well enough, it could be ported. I don't think so. I think Nintendo is fronting the bill on this in exchange for lifetime exclusivity. Okay. Same thing like what Sony did with uh, Street Fighter V. Like Street Fighter V was not going to happen without Sony money, and now that it did, they're not going to let that go on anything else. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like whoever foots the bill like kind of has control mm. over that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that does it for me though. How do you think? Uh, just overall looking at uh, looking back at 2017, what would you say like? Uh, good year, great year, greatest year. Um, uh, what, one of your favorite years. One of the best, as far as releases and everything. Yeah, one of the best years. I think. Okay. I'm trying to think back to a year that was 2013 was also really strong. If I's trying to think back, I mean, I think each year's gotten better. I think, um, like it, it does mm-hmm. this. It, there's there is the there is the gap in the beginning of a console generation where people are still figuring it yep. out. And then each year after that gets better. Like, in the last generation, 2005 and 2006 were... Well, 2005 was great on last gens, but, like, 2006 was kind of whatever. 2007 was great. And then every year after that, to me, got better and better up until, like, 2012 was, like, the slow year. 2010, 2011, uh-huh. special shout-outs to those. Like, those were great years. Then 2012 was, yeah. like, dead. 2013 was, like, the last hurrah of that generation uh, that we saw, like, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V. We saw... Um, uh, the Last of Us, and we saw mm-hmm. um, Bioshock Infinite. That was all 2013, I think. Yep. And then I believe so. 2014 was slow as fuck. Then 2015 yep. was a little better. We had like some. I think that was like the Bloodborne year and stuff, right? And then so, yeah, I believe so. 2016 was also a little bit better than that. We had you know Uncharted, and a lot of people liked um, Overwatch, and like there was some good mm-hmm. shit in that year. And then like this year, 2017 was just incredible. And then 2018, I think, is going to be even better. And then 2019 is probably going to be dope. Like, we're just, we're ramping up. And so, like, yeah, this is my favorite. 2017 was my favorite year for this console generation by far. So. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I I get on, like, I can't tell if I'm on a cycle or if there's an industry cycle of, like, AAA and indie. There is. Of, like, who's doing well. There is. Um, Well, I mean, I know there's, I know that both of those are true, but I don't know if I'm synced up to the console's, like, menstrual, like, global (laughs) existence. But, like, um, this year was really big for indies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, like, three or four $60 games that I got really into. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, like, a really exploratory year for me, too. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to get in a position where I could risk 40 or 50 bucks on something. Right. And I could afford to just lose that. Right. Um, and, you know, I was able to get, like, one of the 4K systems. I have a 4K TV. Right. Get ready to upgrade my computer so I can do better gaming on that, like... Um, I'm really trying to like widen my uh, horizons. Okay. Zero dawn. So <laughs> awesome, like, man. um, and part of that was that I didn't get super deep into any games. Okay. So, I guess it'll remain to be seen, like if that continues. Yeah. Um, take a risk on Dongan. I only beat, it's a risk worth taking. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna check that out cool. for sure. 
Um, there's box copies of it, yes. so I'm all over that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, like it remains to be seen if like I, I, like this year, uh, I don't think I beat a single sixty dollar game. Oh whoa. Uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. Damn, this year was crazy because so, it was a great year for AAA's and it was a great uh, year for sleeper hits like Yakuza, Gravity right, Rush, Near, right. uh, um, Persona Five, and. Uh, Neo, like all, like I would in Hellblade too, like I would consider all those like sleeper hits, and then like you had some mm-hmm. like great indies in there, like Eda Finch and stuff, and then just like you had some amazing triple A's. This was like the most balanced year I've ever seen. Um, so wow, okay, yeah. So I'll, you know, I, I am really excited for next year, and we've already yeah. it's it's starting off pretty quick. Oh I mean, yeah, G- late January, early February's got some good stuff already. Yep, so already, yeah. Uh, Sony loves getting there early. I mean, I'm sure God of War is coming in March. Like, I don't know this from any source. I just like, like you can just feel it, right? Like I said, early 2018. Like the uh. God of War typically releases around March. Like there is, I think, a leak date for March. Like I'm so sure it's coming out in March. So like I'm already like marking. I'm already figuring out like when I'm gonna replay through the franchise to get ready for it. So, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be the, a great year for like really big titles that we've waited a long time to see like we yeah. you know god of war has been a long time coming god of war. um detroit's coming out I, mean, I love david cage's stuff dreams has been a long time coming cfe has mm. been a long time coming crackdown 3 is probably coming out this year it's been a long time coming like we're we're, we're due for some of these games so like a lot of kingdom hearts yeah. 3 like a lot of stuff that we've been excited for for a long time is going to pay off so yeah for sure man but. all right uh closing words uh, go play Doki Doki Literature Club. It's really good. It made me excited. Awesome. It's uh every once in a while I get like super hooked on something and I spend all night on it. Uh, the last time when I was in college, I watched uh, the first two seasons of Skins, the British Skins. Okay. Uh, in one night. Okay. Um, I had to skip a few classes. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but uh, like that, I thought I kind of grew out of that. And, like, Doki Doki just fucking dragged me <laughs> right back in there, boy. Damn. Um, so, yeah. Do you watch- I, it's, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I can't believe it took me so long to get to it because it's exactly my shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Make it happen. It's free. Oh, it's free? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I'll download it. That changes things, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll download it tonight. <laughs> I'll do it tonight. Yeah, go get it. Everybody buy it now. <laughs> it's free. I'm trying to get everyone I know to play it. It's cool. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, that's all I got. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know, we're available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, uh, possibly somewhere else. I'm not 100% sure how the whole RSS like feed out works. Um, yeah, so uh, follow us on Facebook, Mammoth Games Inc., uh, Twitter, Mammoth Games Inc. Pretty much if you search Mammoth Games Inc. anywhere, uh, we probably exist somewhere in some fashion. Um, yeah, other than that, it's been good talking to you, man. Yep, thanks for having me. And uh, welcome to... 2018, the year of the gamer.